How's it going? It's all right. So, to cue the listeners in, what had happened was a pandemic. Well, that's part of it. <laughs> um, no, uh, we get busy at uh, work, um, and it takes some time, and then also we launched the Movie John Podcast Network, uh, yeah. which we are a part of, and that also takes some of my free time away, and um, then look at what happened. I looked up, and we only have one episode uh, that has been edited. It's ready to go and all, but we only have one episode in between us and not having episodes and being late and like you know we're we're, we're approaching the two-year mark and i don't want to you know i don't want to ruin our streak um so i propose that you and i do yeah. some episodes just the two of us yes. uh and you picked oh i picked lilo and stitch from the year no i think it was 2000 yeah it was 2002 good job um yeah i didn't have my notes next to me which was dumb on my part mm-hmm yeah, because I saw it when it was in theaters. I would have been in, I don't know, middle or high school or something. Um, and it was one of the uh, last Disney movies I remember being in the theater and just crying. <laughs> uh, Lion King also got me. Oh, yeah. But I was much younger for that. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, I'm, you know, several decades older than you. Um, very, very old. Uh, and so, like, my prime era of Disney movies is, like, um, Snow White, Song of the South, uh, <laughs> no, um, no, I, uh, I'm a little older, so, like, my sweet spot for Disney movies is, like, I went to see Aladdin in the theater, I saw mm -hmm. The Lion King twice, yeah. um, went and saw, Beauty I, basically the, Beast, the end, maybe? huh? Beauty and the Beast, maybe? Beauty and the Beast, yeah, I was, I, I basically saw the, up to the end of, like, the Disney Renaissance. No, I know, mine is... was When You Bring on the Suck, which actually is interesting because well, it, it gives me some perspective on things that are a blind spot for you, like, yeah, yeah, I mean, like, I mean, we also I, talked about The Hunchback of Notre Dame before. Yeah, and I've seen it, but I, nothing sticks. The same thing with Mulan, I saw that, I believe, in theaters, but nothing from that sticks with me, really. Mulan was also my jam. yeah, yeah. <laughs> And, like, I'm not saying it's not good. I just don't remember much of it. Um, I saw Tarzan. I remember going to see Tarzan with my dad. And my dad's big takeaway before going in was just, like, making fun of the Phil Collins music. Uh-huh. I'm uh -huh. like, my dad doesn't hate Phil Collins or anything, but he was just like, who did the music for the last one? And I was like, uh, I think that was Elton John, because I think it was Lion King and then Tarzan, mm -hmm. I think. Yeah. Um, and uh, he's like, yeah, I think this is a step down. <laughs> he was just kind of like... <laughs> None of the music they're playing in the commercials is killing me. And I was like, yeah, I, I agree. I don't think it's that good. And it's, it's not. I really think, you know, Elton John's like, Lion King music is friggin' oh, great. Oh, sure. But I feel like uh, You'll Be In My Heart is definitely way more of a reach than you needed to do for this. Yeah. What do you mean? <laughs> uh, like, they, like, he went way harder than yeah. you needed? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah, yeah. You're not wrong. Yeah. He's um, definitely going for it. So you, you got to respect, uh, you yeah, know, it's not all the bad. attitude. Yeah. But, uh... Yeah, I don't know. Mm -hmm. Just as a, as a th as a piece, I think as a soundtrack. Like I had the Aladdin and Lion King CD and cassette tape soundtracks. Yeah, I'm pretty sure I wore them all out. I believe I also told you like the Hunchback of Notre Dame didn't wow me. Is that the original music? There's like original songs. In that yeah, no, yeah. Them. Um, it didn't wow me wholesale, but uh, Frollo's got like this song, um, Hellfire, that is just epic, and I think I played you a YouTube clip of that. Yeah, it's all about how... I remember uh, when we watched Anastasia, and Rasputin's, like, devil fucking... I can't remember yeah. the name of it now. Is so fucking wild um, and great. Yeah. 
A lot of the villain things, though, too. I mean, yeah, like, the most fun. yeah, because like being the beast, kill the beast is like yeah. really, and, and, I, and I am Gaston or whatever the heck yeah, that song yeah. is called. So the, yeah, I mean, the, the Gaston introduction yeah, song is yeah. so fucking good. That's yeah. like one of my all-time favorite Disney songs. Yeah, it just gives you such a good idea of the character, and he's not even a bad guy. He's just kind of a dick. Like, do a lot of the villains not have songs though? Well, I like, mean, in general... I feel like half the time they don't, because, well, like, I don't think you really get that in, like, uh... Scar in... has one of the best ones. He does. Yeah, Be sure. Prepared is one of the best yeah. fucking songs. Sure. It's amazing. Sure. Um, yeah, I mean, I think that they don't always... They, they usually do, especially during what I consider the Disney Renaissance, which I don't know exactly when it starts, but it goes up to right around Tarzan, and then they revamped the way they did things, and there were still some things that had been in production that were good, but it was the start of... Yeah. Changing the formula, which is like, like Lilo and Stitch, even though I, I, you know, spoilers, I like this movie quite a bit. It does not have original songs. Yeah, well, that's the thing, is we're talking about Elvis all the music, music and stuff, and it, yeah, there's not really No, it's, it's all anything. Elvis music. It's a jukebox well, musical for Elvis. And, uh, there's, I think the, the one, which is the, the, uh, like, Hawaiian... Well, there, I mean, or, there's not musical numbers. The musical right. numbers are all set to, pretty much all set to Elvis songs. There is yeah. original score to it, which is, I think Alan Silvestri did it, and he worked with, uh... Like Hawaiian musicians yeah. to get like the appropriate type of stuff, but he he conducted or what well, I don't I don't know how that works. Sure. Um, and the music's good, but yeah, yeah, there's no like there's not the kind of original music that you think of from a Disney. Film. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, but yeah, I was just thinking, um, uh, like I don't think Snow White has a villain song in it. I don't think Aladdin no, Snow, does. Well, Aladdin. Yeah, no, Jafar doesn't. Have I feel one, like right? there's a I feel like there's a bad there's a song for like or a song that like Jafar is equally as large in as Aladdin. Okay. Like maybe there's an alternating verses song or something. I, I feel like that's in there. I I mean maybe I don't remember it. if so if so right in. Yeah, yeah, please. <laughs> hey, watch, great watch. Hey, watch, great watch. Hey, watch, great watch. I hate them all, but I just can't stop. Hey, watch, great watch. Hey, watch, great watch. Hey, watch, great watch. I love them all, but I just can't stop. I love it. I hate it. I love it. I hate it. I love it. I hate it. Please don't overrate it. I love it. I hate it. I love it. I hate it. I love it. I hate it. But yeah, uh, Lilo and Stitch. It's good. So you picked it. Do you want to walk us through the plot real quick? Sure. So, basically, we're actually, we start in space, which is a little bit of a weird choice, I think. Then it being set in Hawaii is, like, the twist, as opposed to well, it being set in Hawaii and twist, there's an alien, you know? Yeah, like, so I remember the- Like, that was one the, of two ways you could go about it. I should have rewatched the commercials for this, like, looked them up, but I didn't. But I remember the advertising being like, look at this Hawaiian thing, and there's a weird little blue guy and whatever, and you had no idea what he was. They might have said oh. he was an alien, but I don't- no, it was that, well, I don't know if they ever showed Hawaii, but I know a big part of it was him, like, crashing other s- scenes from Disney movies. Yeah, that's, yes, yeah, you're right. So, you know, with that, you get no context as far as location or anything like that. You just get yeah, that's this right. little gremlin <laughs> ruining things. I should have my phone on me so I could look up people's names, but I don't. What's his putz that does uh, Stitch's voice, who is also the co-director and... Oh, and writer. Well, and co He is credited as based on an idea by... Yeah. And, like, you know, I like credits like that because I'm always curious what exactly that mm-hmm. is. Like, was he like, all right, here's the pitch. 
uh, you know, an alien lands in Hawaii and then something, something Disney magic, right? Or if he was like, here's the pitch. I talk like this the whole time. Like. So his name's Chris Sanders. Chris Sanders, yeah. And did you want the the answer? Yeah, is there like an actual outline yeah, of what the pitch was, is? It was going to be a children's book and he couldn't really get traction for it. And then he managed to sell it to Disney. Oh, wow. Yeah. Wow, he sold Disney and got credit as a director and writer, and he ended up doing The Voice? Yeah. That's fucking great. That's, was yeah. he like an, do you know, was he like an unknown to them? Was this like... I think so. Like, that's the thing. Because it's different if he he's was... like a house voice guy that they would go to, and he's like, oh, I've been working on this, no, appara- been working on this kid's book, and it didn't go anywhere. Well, apparently this was a book that he had been working on for like over a decade. Right, right, but he got two jobs. Did the- I have okay. two jobs. Then, we, then, yeah, I don't know for sure. I have three then. jobs. Yeah, I was just curious. But, yeah. Yeah. I wasn't sure where you were getting your info, if you if you knew this or if you read an article or something. Yeah, no, I read a thing in doing a little research oh, okay. about it. Was that, yeah. Hey, you was... said it! Yep. Yay! <laughs> Cheers. <laughs> I'm drinking a baby bottle full of coffee. <laughs> oh, my God. It's a reference to the movie Lilo yeah, and Stitch no, from 2002. I, I know. I, I had I a know second where it. I... I, I know. I had a second where I'm like, I've seen that recently. Where did I see that? I'm like, right. <laughs> I my, my note for that says, baby bottle full of coffee? Bad idea. <laughs> Yo, I definitely also made a note about that. Where is it? Um, Oh, gosh. Oh, wait. Hang on. Moving right along. So. Oh. No. Oh, my oh. God. This better be the best note ever. No, what is it's, it? it's not a very good note. It was just that that happened. So I'm just like, why? Why would you do... Like, mm. it's like, okay, in an alternate, in an alternate pitch, it's like, hi, I'm a little kid and I'm being raised by Tia Carrere on a beautiful island. And look, I found the Tasmanian devil. So I gave him cocaine. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. That's before the cocaine. Maybe (laughs) after the cocaine, it balances him out and he's like, yes, hello, thank you. Yeah. Thank you for giving me all this cocaine. It has allowed me to organize my thoughts. My name is Taz. Yeah. Welcome to my TED Talk. Yeah, that Australian uh, creature is definitely going to talk with a British accent. <laughs> That's their their col- they were they were yeah. it's an English prison colony. Yeah. You know how British everybody sounds these days over there down under. I only all, I get all under. my Australian uh, content from the Mad Max films. Yeah. And um and then Crocodile Dundee. Uh-huh. May he rip in peace. Yeah. Paul Hogan's alive, but the uh, the character I think should have I think is dead probably. <laughs> Is the next one Crocodile Dundee in the afterlife? Crocodile Dundee goes to hell. <laughs> it's a reference to our Bill and Ted thing. <laughs> Gonna ride this croc all the way to hell. Oh boy. <laughs> oh my. Is that not a good voice? Was it not accurate? That's not a pitchfork, Satan. This is a pitchfork. So I think I told you uh, one of my Australian friends said he listened to some episodes. Yeah, what's his, what's his, what's his name? Peter. Hello, hi, Peter. Hi, Peter. If you are listening to this one, which I don't know, I don't think you're that into Disney. Good day to you. But yeah, I'm so sorry. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, me too. Okay, so we start in space. The final frontier. And uh, there's a mad scientist on trial because he's doing genetic experimentation. He's voiced by David Ogden Stiers, or Steers, I'm not really sure how to say it. But, I have uh, no idea how. Yeah, I've only ever so. seen it written down. But he's doing very, like, Russian science, you know, like, heavy accent, you know, yeah. thing. Yep. Um, Which is fun. I, as, a, I, as a, not a kid, but as a teen, seeing this in the theater, um, I thought, I, I really liked all the voice work. And oh, it was really good. yeah. Love the design. We'll talk about that. Yeah. 
Continue. Oh yeah, things happen. Stitch is no or is called by all of the aliens as Experiment Six Two Six. It's Doctor Jumba, by the way. Is yes. David yeah. 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 But so Experiment Six Two Six, aka Stitch, escapes. I mean, things happen in between, but yeah. yeah. Um, and he they're putting crash- him on trial because he's a freak. He's a, he's a crime against uh, the Geneva Convention, basically. Yeah. Well, they're not putting Stitch on trial. They're putting Jumba on trial, but Stitch is, you know. Yeah, he's the Frankenstein's yeah. monster. Yeah, yeah. Um, so so he's, gonna... he's an object of this. Uh, and he's functionally immortal. Subject. Yeah, well, that's the thing. I have that, all that written down where, um, you know, he's bulletproof, fireproof, can think faster than a supercomputer, can see in the dark, can move objects 3,000 times his size. Actually, I was thinking about your dad's song. Bulletproof. Peace Creeps Bulletproof. Yeah. Which y'all can find on the YouTube. Also, yeah. Hi, Hunter's Dad. I know I... you're also a, a Hello, listener. my dad. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, we appreciate your support. I mean, he wrote that song about Stitch. I don't know if you knew that. <laughs> is that wait, is that not true? Yeah, I think that's true. He's also childproof. I think he is. Yeah. Okay. Anyhow. Yeah, I mean, like, how insular are we getting? Because, like, I. Just broad strokes. Okay. What is the fucking plot okay. of the movie? All right. Um, it's yeah. in space. Yeah. The end? No. Okay, what happens? Uh, Stitch uh, crash lands on what looks like it's going to be the ocean, and it's an island, and it's. What, what was it? I didn't what? write down the island that they're on. <laughs> it's, it's in Hawaii. Yeah. It's a Hawaiian island. I do not remember which one. Yeah. It doesn't matter. The, it's one of the ones that begins with a K. Kauai? That's not one. <laughs> Kokomo. <laughs> That's also not one. Kansas? No. Okay, so I can either sit here listing things that are not right, or we can just move on. Okay. It's up to you. Um, He crash Kimota. lands. He gets hit by a truck. That's tr- atomic backwards. Truck. He gets hit by a truck and uh, taken to an animal shelter. Everybody seems to think he's a dog, although that fucking is not what he looks like. Yeah, at one point, um, I think it's Nani. Yeah. Um, who, uh, I think she's the only person that describes Stitch as kind of looking like a koala. Yeah. And that's what he looks like. Yeah. At best. Yeah. At best, he is a blue koala, which mm-hmm. should not exist. Yeah. So, Lilo and Nani, we're also kind of introduced to them pretty early. Um, and they are sisters. Their parents are dead. So, it's, you know, the So, Dis- the sisters are doing it for themselves. Sure. It's, it's the whole, uh... Disney orphans gotcha. phenomenon. But yeah, so uh, Nani's like... That's how they can tell whether uh, the frozen head of Walt Disney still, you know, is still functioning. Is whether or not there are orphans? Oh, no, they just have all the sensors hooked up to the head. Uh-huh. And then uh, they tell it the plot of every upcoming Disney film. And when they mention it's orphans, they see if the brain thinks it's getting an erection or not. Oh. I don't make the rules. Walt Disney made the rules. And the rules said, orphans, nothing but. I, again, if I listen, if I was in charge of it here, let's do it. Let's do a swap. The unfrozen head of Walt Disney can host the podcast for a couple of weeks and I will run uh, the Walt Disney Corporation and we'll see how many orphans I let through. I, I guarantee a very slim margin of orphans. I we have had a lot of orphans, full orphan saturation. I can't wait for the inevitable uh, frozen Marvel crossover cash grab. Where are you going with this? I don't know. Well, I was just wondering if you had, like, a joke for this. There's a lot of orphans in both I secret- Disney and Marvel. I secretly ship uh, Elsa and Scarlet Witch, I guess. I can see it. <laughs> I can see that. Yeah. But Josh Gad gets fired. <laughs> yeah. Who's going to voice Olaf? Olaf melted. 
We're gonna release. We're gonna release a, release a one minute cartoon that airs before Frozen Three mm-hmm. of Olaf being like, "It's kind of hot out," and then fast motion melting like a fucking Nine Inch Nails video. You know, what? in fact, it's was... set to a Nine Inch Nails song, and then uh, he melts, and then I was gonna say he, he never recovered from the snap. <laughs> the idea of Olaf, <laughs> a snowman turning into ash, is so funny to me. Oh, God. I don't know why. <laughs> That's great. Okay. <laughs> You're welcome. Yeah, thanks. I forgot. What... Ah, yeah. They're orphans. <laughs> Lilo and Nani. Yes. Uh, they're orphans. Nani's like, I don't know, maybe like 19 or something. Sure. Where Where she's like not really old enough to be momming, but at the same time is, She's you know, old enough that... Audience members don't feel creepy for noticing how thick she is. Yeah, I do really enjoy the uh, art style in this, though. I love the art style. Yeah, like I wall to wall, I like all the character design. All my notes are about how good the design is. Yeah, I was. We're gonna go back around and talk about it, but like the fucking aliens are great. The Mm -hmm. spaceships are fucking incredible. Yeah, like they're just gorgeous. Mm -hmm. It all looks amazing. They have weird. It's like pseudo semi like biological looking like patterns on them like they all they all have patterns on them that you'd see on like dinosaurs and shit Mm -hmm. and they're they're all different everything is unique and weird there's no uniformity to it none of the aliens look like the other aliens yeah um so you know i don't know if they're supposed to all be one race one planet one whatever it's not ever like elaborated on in this um i know there was a tv show some and sequel movies but like maybe they further world building but Everything has a kind of aquatic uh, sort of vibe yep, to it. Yeah. So, like, notably, like, a lot of them kind of look like something here or there. Yeah. The main aliens, uh, they're a little more amorphous in, in like, describing them. Like, oh, he's, like, um, Dr. Jumba is kind of like a big round. He kind of has, like, maybe some kind of mole-ish face. He's got four eyes. Yeah. Like, it's hard exactly to nail down what he his, is. His feet are kind of elephanty or rhino-y or yeah, something. Yeah, they're like yeah. Uh, trunk-like feet. They're yeah. not really, yeah. Mm-hmm. And then he gets uh, partnered up with Plackley, yeah. who's voiced by Kevin McDonald from The Kids in the Hall, and I, imi- I immediately in the theater recognized that, and it made me so happy, because nice. I love The Kids in the Hall. Yeah, I know you do. Um, and he's great, and his voice work is super good. Um, and Plackley's even weirder to describe. He's got three legs. Mm-hmm. His animation walking is phenomenal to watch. Yeah. Because it's it's just, like, three alternating legs, like, in this weird, like, flopping, rolling, slapping thing that, like, tentacles do if you watch, yeah. you know, tentacle creatures ambulate. Um, and then otherwise he kind of looks like celery, I guess. <laughs> yeah. Well, he reminded me if Mike, uh, uh whatever. Mike Judge, Beavis and Butthead. No, uh, from uh, Monsters, Inc., if he had a very, very tall, Wazowski. like, basketball-playing cousin. Yeah. Oh, yeah, because he has one eye. Because he has one eye and he's green and his head shape is sort of in Well, that. Mike is just a, an eyeball with... Yeah. Limbs. Yeah. That's pretty much it. All right. Um, um, Plackley is very tall. And but yeah, also, um, Jumba, whenever he would blink, very frequently they would be out of sync with yes, each other. Yeah, yeah. Which is so weird. Yeah, it's great. Um, they, they, because uh, he has the, four eyes. Yeah, he's and got they two would, on each side. Yeah, kind of. and they wouldn't always sync up when he was blinking. And so it was just so alien. Yeah, it's it great. You know, yeah. The animation in this is like phenomenal. Um, yeah. There's also, I got to look up his name. I wrote it down here somewhere. Beep, bop, boop, bop, boop. Um, yeah, Gantu, Captain Gantu. Yeah. Who's uh, like, I don't know, like 11 or 12 feet tall, and he's just a shark man. Yeah. And he's awesome. 
Yeah. He's voiced by Kevin Michael, Michael Richardson. Richardson. Yeah. Yep. Who has done a million voices. You yes. definitely know his voice work. Yep. Um, he's got a very distinct, like, very deep, like, kind of gravelly voice. But uh, it's not as, you know, Michael Dorn. Right. So, yeah. And then there's, like, um, I don't know what she is. Like, a high, like, a queen or a high priest or, you know, high priestess or something. Um, She's uh, credited as Grand Councilwoman. Grand Councilwoman. Who does that voice? Zoe Caldwell. Zoe Caldwell. Okay. Um, and she's kind of... Like almost reptilian kind of, but very like smooth. She's you know she yeah. has kind of a big head like you think aliens might have, and she's very like tall and lean and whatever, and, and very like elegant looking. Yeah. Um. But yeah, they all kind of resemble watery creatures, and their ships have these like, like I said, like maybe a dinosaur or octopus or fish patterns on them. Kind of. I was I was thinking they were maybe somewhere in between um aquatic and insect. Okay. Fair. But, yeah. Um, but yeah, I love all the design work. And then once they get... I, I, I didn't notice it in space. It might be the same in space. But I know once they get to Earth, um, everything is watercolored. Yeah. Um, hand-drawn background stuff. Yes. Um, and actually, this Ugh. is a return to hand-drawn backgrounds. Yes, because they, they had hadn't done, been doing that. Yeah, they had done Tarzan. Which has the deep canvas. Yes. Was what they call it. Yeah, which yeah. is like using computer imagery to... yeah give a sort of a 3d and depth illusion yeah i mean it's most notable it's noticeable if you watch the film but it's most noticeable in those scenes where tarzan is sliding yeah. forever down the tree trunks and stuff because mm-hmm. you're just like getting sucked further and further it's a lot like if you've ever taken hallucinogens and ever looked at art ever in your life it's like that <laughs> um which if you haven't i recommend mm-hmm. uh, i watched a documentary in quarantine um on oh uh, god yeah it's called have a nice trip um it was on netflix oh i thought you were talking about the art series no, I'm talking about this. okay um okay. and it's all about people talking about their experiences with hallucinogens good and bad and whatever mm-hmm. and um somebody and i wish i could remember to credit them now um mentioned that like they're one of their favorite things to do or whatever at the time when they would regularly do hallucinogens was to just go to an art museum and I, with their friends and i was like shit i've never done that and uh yeah now it's all i want to do um and you know i mean we're still I mean, quarantine's lifted, and uh, a lot of businesses are starting to reopen around the country and all that, and I'm not going to get into that, but I'm still not going anywhere uh, for, a, for a good long while. Mm-hmm. Um, but once I safely feel, you know, able to do so, I'm fucking definitely doing that. And stimulate the economy. Yeah. By buying drugs. And well, going to art museums. Boy, that must really piss off the right, huh? <laughs> it's like, he's technically stimulating the economy, but he's doing it in all these stupid ways with drugs and art. God, that makes me mad. Can he buy beer and go to a footballs? Mm-hmm. Uh, Hawaii. So, okay. Mukalakahiki. Come on, you want to lay me? Pass the poi. Mahalo. Gunga chicka chicka gunga chicka. That's from Wayne's World. Yeah. I'm not just being racist. Which is funny, because uh, Tia Carrera is also in the... Wayne's World. Yeah. She voices Nani in this. Um, She's great, too. Yeah. She uh, also... Uh, I just watched something that she sings during the end credits. Mm. And I can't remember what it was. And... Because I was like, this is weird. Because, like... It was something that didn't have a song in it. Also, Tia Carrere was, like, not in it. Uh-huh. I don't think. And I remember being like, oh, what's this song? She might have had a minor singing career. Oh, yeah. She she had, like, she had the whole secondary career. It just wasn't, it's yeah. not as well known. But, right. Um, yeah, but, like, I just remember getting to the end of this movie and being like, huh, what's this, like, ballad kind of thing? I was like, I like this. It's not, like, 100% my jam. Yeah. But, like, you know, I was like, oh, I kind of like this. What is it? Let me look it up. And looked it up. It was Tia Carrere. And I was like, fuck yeah. Nice. Yeah, she's great. She's yeah. a babe. Yeah. 
Told you, I, I don't know if I've mentioned, I could probably write a think piece about how um, Wayne's World and Tia Carrere is like 100% responsible for shaping what my idea of romance is. <laughs> okay. Have I not mentioned this on, on the podcast I don't know, because I mean, wait, did we? We didn't, like, we didn't do Wayne's World. So, no, we haven't done Wayne's World, okay. but I feel like we talk about Wayne's World every four or five episodes because it's like a seminal text of filmmaking. It's a perfect movie. Yeah. Penelope yeah. Sphere has, like, yeah. fucking nailed it. I mean, that's an amazing film. Yeah. Um, it's so good, they made it again. Yeah. And they called it Wayne's World 2, and everyone went, yeah, this is fine. Well, I thought it was <laughs> that they had bigger aims, and then, yeah, you know, I, there's st- a whole stuff story. was they happening were, and stuff. And I know all like, this backstory. Yeah. They were going to make a, it was, so the plot, they were going to rip off Fantasy Island, that was the whole yeah. thing. Yeah. Um, and then last second, the rights changed hands or something, and they couldn't do it, but they'd already, like, Everybody was already lined up to work. Yeah. So they just were like, you know, Mike Myers was like, fuck it, I guess. We'll just do the same movie and, mm-hmm. and we'll rewrite it on the fly. Yeah. So they just rewrote it and there you go. And they recast instead of Rob Lowe, it was Chris Walken. Mm-hmm. And it's fine. And it ends with Wayne Stock, which is fine. It's all fine. Yeah. It's not great. Yeah. Because they didn't have any time to make it great. Yeah. It's okay. Yeah. The one the one fun addition is uh, uh, Lady Garth. Oh, yeah. That's... Is that Heather Locklear? Oh, I don't <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I just, I know that she was, might have been like, I don't know, some, um, you know, model uh, at the, of the time. Yeah. Yeah, my favorite thing in that is he comes down the stairs and he's Cary Grant for like 10 seconds. Yeah. Hello, oh, darling. darling. I hope Hope I'm... I wasn't too much of an animal. <laughs> it's like, oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> it's great. Movie's, it's fine. It's totally fine. Yeah. So, um, Hawaii. yeah, Hawaii, uh, Lilo's definitely like kind of a troubled kid. Uh, which I definitely felt <laughs> yeah. a lot in my soul, being supremely weird and not necessarily very well understood. I'm I'm sure. It's so strange to me that you think you were weird. Okay. <laughs> I'm not I, saying like I'm not. It's not a dick measuring contest. Here's the I thing. just I just can't imagine people not liking you, like you not fitting in because you're like all your interests are very like cool. I don't know what to tell you. A lot of the stuff I like, you think is cool. <laughs> I got into wrestling, uh, like, my junior and senior year of high school. Yeah, wrestling was very popular in my school. I wasn't into it. Uh, oh. I, I, I watched it, but I didn't know really who anybody was. Yeah. And I had no opinion in, like, the Monday Night Wars and stuff. Mm-hmm. Like, I didn't know about that stuff till after it was, like, kind of over almost. Sure. Um, and, you know, people were like, oh, you like this or this? And I was like, I don't know what the difference is. And they are like, you're an idiot. And I was like, okay. Yeah. I mean, I think also, like... I was like, I don't know. Who's who's Doink and Dink wrestle for? I like Doink and Dink. <laughs> and they're like, you're an idiot. And I was like, okay. I was like, oh, <laughs> you guys know the Blue Meanie? He's from here. And they're like, what? Shut up. You're yeah. an idiot. And I was like, okay. Does, does he listen to this? Probably not. He's busy. He got his own podcast. But hi, if yeah. you're listening. Hi, Brian. Hi, Brian. Or, hi, Tracy. Or Tracy, yeah. Anyway. Um, say hi to a lot of people. Yeah. I miss everybody. Yeah. <laughs> So we're staying in contact. I know. It's like a message in a bottle. From our... I was going to have Sting come and play the song, but I realized I booked the wrong Sting and it was the wrestler. <laughs> and he came and he was going to record it, but he just went... Woo! And I was like, that's not going to work. <laughs> God damn it. Anyway. Hawaii. Nani's doing her best to raise... Lilo, who is, yeah, she's troubled, but she's also a handful. She doesn't fit in, but she also kind of, like, I think she 
tangentially wants to fit in. She would yeah. like to fit in, but she's not really trying all that hard. She kind of wants to make everybody fit in with her. Yeah, well, so... Which I'm not saying is good or bad. I, that's kind of... I think that's great. I think yeah. she's a great, uh, very strong, like, role model for children. Yeah, well, I mean, having felt like that before, I think it's that you have that desire of, like, oh, they've figured out how to be friends. Why can't I figure out how to be friends? Right, right. Oh, yeah, and, no. And I, wondering what's wrong with yourself, but not really also, being able to change it. I was also a child. Yeah. Yeah, man, kids are fucking terrible. Yeah, yeah, Kids are awful. Yeah. I don't understand why people keep having them. I know. They're making fun of her for, like, not having, like, a fashion doll and stuff, and just... And it's know. not even that, like, her doll isn't new or as good as or whatever. It's that she's supremely weird. So yeah. she's like, I made her myself. Her head's a little misshapen, but I just said that's because bugs laid eggs in her brain <laughs> or whatever. And I was like, I love this kid already. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it, it gets me right in my inability to read a room until I was older and a little bit more socially practiced. <laughs> There's a social services worker uh, named Cobra Bubbles. We don't. Okay. So I always think his name is Cobra Bubbles watching it. I know, I know he's credited as Cobra Bubbles. Yeah. But. Watching it, I'm not 100% okay. sure that's his name. He's Mr. Bubbles, but he has Cobra written across uh, his... Uh, so it might yeah. be it might be Derek Cobra Bubbles Yeah, or yeah, something. or like, right. His knuckles might say like Cobra Sting or whatever, because that was his like, I'm going to say wrestling name, because it's Ving Rhames. The character is drawn in a stylized way, built like Ving Rhames, so could have been a wrestler. Yeah. So maybe that was his name, Cobra Sting. Okay. Or something, because he had five letters on each. Yeah, I sure. Guess. I don't know. Okay. You don't ever see the other hand, but no. So the whole rest of the movie, uh, uh, Lilo calls him Cobra Bubbles, and it's the best name ever. But he's yep. definitely Mr. Bubbles, and Nani's like, "That's a little." He's like, "Strange, I uh, know." And I was like, You're "The best." Big Rames just like walks in here and makes it sound easy. Yeah. Well, he says pretty explicitly, like, "I'm the one they call when things aren't going well." Yeah, whatever. he's he's the. He's the closer. Yeah, of, of social workers. Of taking workers. children away. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> he actually does a really interesting performance, both in how he's animated and in the voice acting, where you can tell that he's sort of sympathetic to what's going on, but is also ultimately here to do a job. And yeah. He's sees extremely, a bigger picture. It's really He's extremely nuanced. empathetic to yeah. Nani and, and, and also to Lilo. Like he yeah, know, interacts with her in a very human way. Yeah. He's explicitly got lines where he's telling her, like, I can see you're trying, but we need to think about what's, what's best important. For, yeah. For Lilo, yeah. Yeah. It, it, it's really impressive. <laughs> um, it's great. Yeah. Uh, but so. It's very nuanced for, you know. Yeah. A major motion picture animated film. Sure. Yeah. Definitely. I mean, you don't always get a lot of nuance. No, I know. Yeah. Like to, to harken back again to The Lion King, Scar, during that musical number, they are straight up goose-stepping. Yes. Just so you don't miss that he's the bad guy. <laughs> yes. Um, and we, and we watched that on vacation with uh, guest Brian Bierman. He was asleep for most of the movie, and he woke up to see that, and then just went, boo this cat, and then went back to sleep. <laughs> I forgot that that's where that comes from. Oh my. We say that a lot. <laughs> yeah, yeah, boo this cat is... It's part of our lexicon. It's canon. Yeah, I know. So, yeah. But, yeah, so that visit doesn't go well. No. Uh, None of the visits especially go well. No, but the first one, de like, in, in me recounting the story, <laughs> the first visit doesn't go well. And Nani and Lilo get into kind of a fight. They try to make up later, and that's kind of where we get a lot of our, like, backstory yeah. bit of, like, you know, they miss their parents yeah. and stuff. And you hear Lilo sort of, like, doing, like, nightly prayers and asking God to send her the nicest angel. 
Yeah. Because she needs a friend. She see they see a shooting star. And they see a shooting it's star. It's not a shooting and, star. Right. It's uh, Stitches, Stitch crash ship landing. Crashing, yeah. Um so then the next day they go to uh the pound, I guess, yeah. to pick out a dog. Lilo chooses well, I mean also uh all the dogs are really freaked out by this thing that's in them with All the dogs are them. rightfully wary yeah. around Stitch because yeah. he smells like space and he's a chaos gremlin. Yes. So they're all like literally hiding in the rafters and there are no dogs or animals in any of the any of the cages. So yeah. she's like, Hello, dogs. Yeah. <laughs> and then an, Stitch comes out. It's great. It's an alf reference. It's, do I think Ali- it's an alf reference? Aliens eating pets. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, maybe. Probably yeah. not. But yeah. That's a crossover I could do. I could sure. write that. Yeah. I could do both those voices. Yeah. Very good. Ha! Oh, cute and fluffy. There you go. <laughs> Excellent job. Yeah. Thanks. Yeah. Hire me. Yeah. Instead of James Corden. Continue. <laughs> you got to make those shirts. I do. Have this we is... talked about those shirts? I don't know. This here? is my soapbox. Okay. I just... James Corden's... I got nothing against him. He seems like a perfectly lovely man. He gets a lot of work, uh, both acting and voice acting, and it's just like, why, dude? He does not have, like, an especially notable voice. I never know it's him. I'm always like, oh, who did the voices in this movie? And I'm like, James Corden? Again? God damn it. It's like, because he has an accent? I can kind of do an accent, as much as he's doing. I'm round. I'm jovial. I can sing. I I got it all, baby! Mm -hmm. Regular Bon Jovial over here. (laughs) That's good. <laughs> Thank you. That's real good. Uh, we'll Photoshop some dumb shit tonight. Um, <laughs> but yeah. Hire me instead of James Gordon t-shirts. Available now? No. Available soon. Yeah. <laughs> Continue. Yeah. So Lilo picks Stitch out at the pound. Man, this fucking woman. <laughs> Who? Uh, the woman working at... At the pound? Yeah. yeah she's great. Uh, like... You know, it's like, oh, you don't want that one, obviously. Um, yeah, because she senses evil on it, dog. No, but then, but then Lilo's like, because his... he briefly has six limbs <laughs> and antennas, and he's blue as shit, and he doesn't look like a dog. And she's like, listen, I don't know what kind of dog that is, but it is from the devil. But then, you know, Lilo's like, his name is Stitch, and she's like, oh, honey, that's not a real name. Yeah, and then I, Nani I... has to like look at her. I rankled at this, too. As a fan of not giving animals human names, which I kind of hate usually. Yeah. Not all the time. And I'm not saying if your dog or cat or rabbit or whatever is named after a person called Gary, I'm not like, oh, I hate your dog or cat or rabbit. It's fine. The dog or cat or rabbit is fine. But But, how are you giving a six-year-old shit for picking out a name for her animal no matter what it is? Yeah. And Stitch is like a word. It's not like nonsense or something offensive. Yeah. It's just a name. Yeah. But it's kind of creepy. Yeah. Okay. But, like, fuck you. Oh yeah, I, I again, I'm I'm a fan of food names. Yes. For animals, I think you know, like. Well, here's the thing: I like people names for animals that are less engaged. So like rabbits and like reptiles and it, stuff. Yeah. I kind of like, you know. It depends. Yeah. It depends, or you can give them a full person's name. Like if you have a rabbit and his name is like Gary Hirschfeld the Third, I'm like, that's kind of a great name. Yeah. I don't know who that is. Don't know what this is, but I enjoy it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I'm a fan of like food names. My cousin has a dog named Pierogi. Yeah. You might have seen the dog on the Today Show. Yeah. Uh, that happened. Yeah. But yeah, I like. I was like, oh, that's a great name for a dog. I'm a fan of animal animals yeah. with, with food names. And I mean, honestly, like, uh, you know, Crystal got 
Gus and everything, who we call all kinds of things. Mm-hmm. But apparently whoever the heck had him before called him Kitty, which yeah. I think is way less unique and special than calling this thing No, it's Stitch. like all the dumb motherfuckers that decided to name their god, God. <laughs> Good job. Oh, boy. <laughs> Great job. You've done a good one. (laughs) And then also, like, she, like, sprays him with water for barking at nothing, which I'm like, I mean, dogs kind of do that. Yeah, but you should spray him with water. Okay. If a dog does that and you don't, you want to discourage that behavior, a little, I guess, it's fine. I just really didn't care for her. And I think at that point I was like, fuck this chick. (laughs) Yeah. yeah. He spritz Um, spritz things. Yeah. Anyway. It's harmless and, I mean, whatever. So, yeah. It said that Stitch can't swim. Um, yeah. So, for a while, they were like, the alien, the society, the alien people, they were like, oh, his ship's gonna, the ship he stole is gonna crash into this planet that's like 85% water. There's a good chance that he'll hit water and he can't swim, so that's the end of that chapter. And he landed on an island. Yeah. And they were like, ah, fuck. Yeah. So, they sent Dr. Jumba and uh, Plackley um, to retrieve him. And yeah. so they, uh, Jumbo was, you know, obviously like on trial for basically war crimes. And, uh, the, the, the was there a high council woman? Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. She, uh, was like, we will reverse your sentence and, and grant you freedom if you bring back a 626. Yeah. I just, that's the plot. I yeah. Mean. Yeah. So they're on earth now, um, trying to be covert. Uh, There's some so great stuff of them the dressing population. up as like yeah. tourists. Yep. Uh, Plackley is wearing like a wig, dressed like a like a lady. He's got like sunglasses on that do not cover the fact that he just has one eye, and mm-hmm. it's pretty funny, man. I'm a like, su- I'm a sucker for a good like dressing up poorly in a disguise thing. Yeah, it's a good joke. Um, speaking of tourists, uh, Lilo has kind of a fascination with tourists in general, especially very fat ones, and takes a lot of photos. Yeah, there's a which lot of I kind well, she has a whole thing of like, aren't they beautiful? And I feel that too because i do have a preoccupation with large-sized animals yeah like me fat horses you love a good fat i love horse. a fat horse i once commissioned uh an artist yeah. to uh do you up a painting of um uh bugs, bugs bunny. bunny in his um Brun- brunhilde yeah. drag mm-hmm. uh riding on his fat horse from what's opera doc yeah uh, uh, that's great and you specifically requested, you know, extra fat horse. Yeah. The, uh, so it's got cellulite and stuff. And yeah. it was amazing. Yeah. The, the, I, I was I like, just so to much. be clear, the point of this is not so much bugs. It's more the fat horse. She loves fat horses. I'm blanking on his name. His uh, his handle is like Snaggletooth. Mm-hmm. I'll tag him. Uh, if yeah. I can find a picture of it to post, then I'll tag him in it. Yeah. But it's great. It's like wonderful. It is. Um, and I was like, I was just so pleased. you're clear, it's the fat horse is really the focal point. And he was like, this is great. I love this. No problem. Yay. <laughs> um, and I was probably, it's like the, I think that was the first time I ever commissioned artwork from anybody really like, uh, like that. Uh-huh. Yeah. I think I'd gone to conventions and gotten people to like sketch things for me maybe sure. once or twice. But, but yeah, uh, this is so, a whole ass painting. <laughs> yeah, so that's probably, like, really annoying, and for that I apologize. I mean... But he's very polite. I have no complaints. He was great, and I would recommend... I will, like I said, I will tag him. Yeah, so Stitch is now going to be living with uh, Lilo and Nani. Yeah, just to be um, clear, to describe Stitch, if you have not seen Stitch, he is Lilo's height, so, like, what do you think, three three feet? Maybe. Two and a half yeah. to three feet? Yeah. Um, He has six limbs... Mm-hmm. And antenna and big floppy ears. He kind of looks like a koala. Mm-hmm. His head shape and things, but like a little bit more alien. And he's blue. Yeah. Um, he sucks in the extra limbs and the antenna to appear more earthly. And I was just like, 
I guess. I mean, I guess you're doing it. I don't know. Like, it's one of those things where it's like, you, you've demonstrated you have a weird power here, which is like kind of shape-shifting, but you're not doing a great job because you still don't look like a dog. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, you look enough like a dog you fooled that dumb lady. And yeah. mostly everybody, honestly. Yeah. They all know he's weird, but they don't know he's not a dog. It's a great, very 80s, like, sitcom-feeling line of logic. Yeah. Where people are very suspicious of something, but they don't realize that, like, Vicky's not a person. She's a robot. I can't put my thumb on what's the problem with Vicky, but it's that she's kind of like a robot. It's like, yeah, it's because she's a robot, my dude. I like she... that kind of. It's a good line to walk for, for dramatic irony and comedic intent from things, yeah. She keeps drinking Pennzoil and saying things don't compute. You ever watch Small Wonder? No. This is a weird show. Because they keep drinking Pennzoil and saying things don't compute? Not exactly, but... <laughs> not exactly, but you're not far off. Yeah. Oh, boy. Um, I mean, it's like uh, BoJack Horseman with Henry Fondel. Yeah, 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 That's true. God, the that's my... robot. One of my favorite characters from a show chock full, wall-to-wall of characters I, like, love. Yeah, no, Henry Fondel's great. Mm-hmm. Stitch kind of causes uh, Nani to lose her job. She was waitressing at, like, you know, tourist Theme trap restaurant. restaurant. Yeah, yeah um, we are also introduced to David, David. who... Uh, was her coworker and also has been, I guess, carrying a torch for her for a while, but she won't. He's date also him because le- she literally been mom. carrying torches because he oh, is yeah. a fire dancer. Yeah, not a great one, but no. You know, the first time you tries... see him, he ends up real singed, and it's like adorable. Yeah. Uh, shout out to uh, past and future guest uh, Bottle, because mm. I think David definitely qualifies as a himbo. Probably. He's very pretty. Yeah. And a little bit dumb. He means well, and he's good at stuff, just not brain stuff sure yeah yeah i would have again they're the expert so i would have to defer to them they're the himbologist i just know that that as a field exists yeah so you know next time they're on we'll have to ask them what their opinions on david from lilo and stitch are sure um i like him i think he's charming yeah mr bubbles finds out that uh nani lost her job in fact he comes to the door and pretty much just says heard you lost your job yeah Heard you lost your job. Uh, and he gets to meet Stitch and, you know, and he tells Lilo that Stitch needs to become a model citizen and now he needs to get a new job by the I, end of the week. I love the idea of a, of a, of a, like, a child protective services agent being like, your dog better be better behaved or I'm taking you away. <laughs> That's crazy. Yeah. Right? Like. Yeah. <laughs> can't be like, like, oh, well. <laughs> That gerbil's kind of a dick, so I'm going to take this child away. <laughs> oh, boy. That's pretty crazy. I like it, though. My gerbils were always very well behaved. Yeah? That was another weird kid thing. Uh, not a lot of girls like uh, rodent-looking pets. Yeah. And so that was a bit of a sticking point with some people. They're conditioned by pop culture to think rodents are gross and snakes are gross. I know. Gerbils are actually wicked smart. Yep. I never had gerbils. I had hamsters. Yeah. They were fine. Mm-hmm. Not great conversationalists. Yeah. Frequently filled their little rodent balls with their own poop. Uh-huh. And then would run around and the poop would fall upon them. Because you're in a giant sphere. <laughs> which then meant I had to clean their poop off of them. Which I took as a form of passive resistance. <laughs> oh, boy. Well, at least you have a few tricks up your sleeve in case you're ever incarcerated. Me, personally? Oh, yeah. yeah. People are way less likely to want to interact with you if you have shit all upon yourself. 
has been my estimation. Which is why, again, I don't know why anybody deals with babies. Yeah. I would hurl them into the woods. <laughs> Look at what you have done, Junior. And then yeet. <laughs> we don't have any kids. Don't call Child Protective Services. <laughs> yeah, no. Yeah, go ahead. Send them. Because I don't have kids. I don't give a shit. Waste yeah. your time. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we could do. I'm taking these DVDs away. It's me, Cobra Bubbles. <laughs> um, Send Cobra Bubbles. So, uh, Lilo's a big Elvis Presley fan. Same. Yeah. Uh, I was also a six-year-old Elvis Presley fan. I had oh, a poster of him in my room. Yeah, yeah. Uh, what of, what kind of what kind of Elvis? It, it was it was him on a poster stamp. Oh, the, the poster stamp. Yeah. yeah, yeah. That's great. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, my dad had my dad's a big Elvis man. Mm-hmm. He had the Elvis clock where the hips wiggle. Oh, that's so fun. That was great. Yeah. Um, Lilo's like, well, Elvis Presley's a model citizen, so we're gonna model you after the king. Uh and so we get kind of like sort of a montage thing as uh, Nani's looking for work. Yeah. Is this set uh, to Devil in Disguise? Yes, it yeah, is. Yeah, this is a great sequence. Yeah. Well, because also, yeah, and and um, um, Jamba and... Uh, Plackley. Plackley are in pursuit still of Stitch. So. Oh, yeah. They're always around. They're, yeah. they're you know, it's very... Um, the, the Ru- I think they're Russian bad guys from Help or... Um, the uh boris and natasha like they're always just kind of lurking waiting for their moment sure um and that's what you know they they occasionally try some stuff especially in the montages um they'll try like to laser zap uh stitch but like you know plackley is very concerned with maintaining their cover um and not endangering any of the native species because and this is important earth yeah it is is the only home earth yeah earth is a, a protected wildlife resource as far as these aliens are concerned for the mosquito the majestic mosquito right uh they are rare apparently and they you know only breed here so we're not you know they the aliens are not allowed to injure any humans any of the local flora fauna whatever because it might damage the mosquitoes habitat uh, so yeah dr jump is always whipping out these weird space lasers and taking pot shots at Stitch, and he's reflecting them with hubcaps and things. Uh, we had some technical difficulties, but you mentioned that you liked that the lasers don't behave like lasers. No, they almost look kind of like lava-ish, where they sort of have, like, a liquid shape to them or Yeah, they, they do a thing. Um, I like the Arthur C. Clarke uh, quote about, you know, sufficiently advanced technology would be indistinguishable from magic. I always like in science fiction when things behave in a way that's just super weird and not, you know, you don't just look at it and know how it works. Mm-hmm. Um, and I always like that. And yeah, this is kind of like that. They, they kind of have this gelatinous bouncy sort of thing. Cause they're, they're a little, you know, they're a, a laser like pellet or whatever. And they bounce and they splat kind of, or, or they might even have like, um, Jack Kirby, the artist, uh, always, you know, drew cosmic energy with, like, these big circular, like, bubbles of energy just, like, coming mm. off it. So they kind of have that, like, Kirby crackle, like, energy particle feel to them. And, yeah, they're kind of, they're, they're real cool. It's a, the animation's great. Yeah, it's so weird. You know, Lilo's trying to make uh, Stitch into a model citizen. This involves emulating Elvis Presley and yeah. learning dancing and guitar and romance. And while they're working on all of these different qualities, 
and abilities. Nani's looking for work in different places and her efforts keep getting kind of foiled by Stitch, you know, screwing something up or yeah. causing a scene or whatever. Yeah, because he's a chaos, agent of chaos. Yeah, at the at the end of the day, they're on the beach and stuff and, uh, you know, both of them have failed at their aims. Yeah, because uh, for a minute there, Stitch really was in the zone. And he was dressed as Elvis in the sequin jumpsuit, and he's playing the ukulele yeah. along to, uh, you know, Devil in Disguise, and it's amplified, and it's like everybody, you know, all the tourists are gathered around, and they're really into it. Um, and then he kind of, you know, starts to freak them out. So then there is well, a uh, flash bulbs and stuff like that, and so he's getting nervous because they're, you know, starting to mob him a bit. And yeah, he's so then, freaked yeah, out. Yeah. Uh, and. He freaks them out. They all stampede off of the beach. Uh, oh, yeah, you mentioned the. there's a running gag with uh, one tourist who um, cannot eat his Mint ice cream. Chip ice cream. The worst flavor. It's not. It's a great flavor. It's a bad flavor. It's a good flavor. No, who does mint and chocolate together? Just this weirdo. <laughs> a lot of people. It's really good, especially when it's green. No. Yeah. No. It is. No. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Agree to disagree. Um, oh yeah, you met, he looks like Poe from Mulan. Which, speaking of, there's like a couple Mulan references in this movie. There are. Well, okay. So on the Imdba, they had a trivia. Apparently, Tia Carrere was up for the voice of Mulan. Oh wow. Yeah, uh, and didn't get it. Uh, Ming Na Wen is the speaking voice, and uh, she's great too. I forget who they got for the singing voice. The singing I don't voice, but yeah, it's been too long. Yeah, Tia Carrere could have done both though. Yeah, get you a Tia Carrere who can do both. Yeah, that might have been part of why she was uh, sure. considered. Honestly, I mean that one though. I mean, I'm not not saying like she did a bad job. She's great. Oh yeah, no, I love her. Yeah, I love um, her. yeah, no, because uh, um, I mean, you had her, well, so or you had known of a bunch. The only one I remember like noticing watching this the first time was uh, she's got a Mulan poster in her room. Nani. Nani does. They yeah, the character voiced by Tia Carrere has a Mulan poster in her room. Yeah, at one point they're walking through town and they're, they walk by a, a, a business called Mulan Walk. Uh-huh. That's the one I remember. There was another one, but I can't remember what it is. There's a couple, like, um, when they see the shooting star, uh, there's a shot, like, of them looking out the window. And if you look in the background, um, L- L- Lilo has a, a, a stuffed Dumbo. Yeah. And there's, you know, I mean, there's always tons of hidden Mickeys. That's not really a thing. But uh, I think at one point they walk past uh, like a, a, a touristy shop and there's postcards. And one of them is, it says like Orlando or whatever, but it's got the, you know, the Disney castle. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 Stuff like that. There's a ton. Mm-hmm. They're on the beach. Everybody's sad because uh, we're not doing well. And uh, David shows up and he's got a couple of boards and he's kind of like, you know. Lovely oh. potential himbo, David. Yeah. He's like, oh, well, you know, surfing will make you feel better and stuff. Uh, and so it's the only other or something non-Elvis song. Uh, it's Hawaiian Roller Coaster. Yeah. While they're surfing. Um, and I mean, like, this is a kind of, and I mean, so you were saying it's, it's beautiful. I mean, it is like they do. Yeah, anytime they do any of the water animation or the, the fish and under, their lighting in this movie is like so good. Uh, when Stitch is on the beach, there's like a couple shots of like the light reflecting off his sequins and this yeah. kind of disco ball effect of like these little tiny pricks of light like dancing across stuff. It's like unbelievably beautiful. Yeah. And super well animated. Mm-hmm. Just like, you never get stuff like that. Yeah. 
yeah the underwater lighting is great um oh speaking of like it when we're introduced to lilo she's swimming underwater um with a bunch of fish and all the all that underwater like you know wobbly underwater light is beautiful um she's feeding pudge the fish yeah um, a peanut butter sandwich a peanut butter sandwich and then she's late to hula class uh when she you know when her teacher asks her like why were you late today she goes it's sandwich day and he's like yeah i don't really know what that means because you're weird and she goes i every wednesday or whatever he's like i give pudge the fish a sandwich peanut butter sandwich sandwich. because he controls the weather um and she goes you know and today we were out of peanut butter and we only had tuna and i can't give him tuna because do you know what tuna is if i gave pudge the fish tuna i'd be an abomination yeah and it's like adorable and Mm -hmm. it's great and i was like yeah <laughs> that's like another thing early on it's like during the credits the credits are still rolling or whatever kind yeah. of you know and you're just like i like this kid she's on the ball um and so i remember a thing from tumblr from years back when i was still on tumblr one of those like you'll never look at disney the same way again type things and uh it was that lilo feeds pudge because she believes pudge controls the weather she and Nani's parents died in a car accident because of a storm and she, you know, feeds Pudge so that the weather will always be good so that another storm won't come along and kill some other kids' parents, which is dark and yeah. it's not exactly not supported by the text. I think it's interesting, yeah. uh, but I also think, it, you know, it's not one of those things where it's like, once you know this, you because there's nothing to know. It's not, it's not definite. It's just a thing that makes a kind of sense Although, if you look at it. How much rain did you see in Lilo and Stitch? True. There is a cool water effect kind of... This is unrelated. I just realized... I was looking at my notes and I realized we passed this and I didn't remark on it. Mm-hmm. When um, Stitch steals the, uh, the the cruiser when he's making his escape in the beginning, uh-huh. um, he engages warp drive. Yeah. And they're straight up like... Like the High Council woman's like, he won't engage warp. He's too close to us. Like that would be suicide, you know. And he does it anyway. And so he engages warp, and then there's this, like, it's hard to describe because it's just, like, so interesting looking. This, like, wave of energy, but it's, like, it's kind of, like, negative space energy. Like, you can't, you know, there's no there's no drawing of it. It kind of just washes over the ship, and you don't see it until it washes over the ship, and it comes in contact with them. It's, like, the warp energy runoff or something. It's, mm. like, so cool. It's that, it's that crazy design work space nonsense space magic stuff. It's beautiful. Again, like all the design work in this is just like candy, like eye candy. Yeah. You know, you're just like, I, I could look at this all day. Yeah, it's interesting. It's not things that you've seen before or has been rehashed. No, and it's so, things. Yeah. and it makes a kind of sense. Again, like everything in this kind of has this uh, aquatic sort of vibe to it. Yeah. You said like maybe insectoid, which is still, you know. Yeah, I mean, although a lot of the aliens that you see are modeled off of uh, fish. Yeah. With the exception of, I think there's like an armadillo looking. Yeah, the pilot, uh, pilot of uh, yeah. of Captain Guntu or whatever's ship is the armadillo, yeah. armadillo lady. Yeah. But which then, I'm like, glad you noted because yeah. I know how much you love armadillos. Uh-huh. But like, he's kind of a shark looking thing. Yeah, we talked about him He's got a hammerhead yeah. looking guy. Uh, yeah. You know. Yeah, there's a lot, they all kind of look underwatery and, you know, and it's cool because like visually without feeling like that's weird that everything worked out like that. It's, it's cool that they all have a similar visual language because they're on an island, you know, the beach is very like ever present and we associate the beach with fish, you know, like beach with the ocean, ocean with fish and it all makes a kind of design sense. Sure. I just love that stuff. Like that's, you know, 
Like, there's not a lot of, I, you know, movies always have art books and stuff, and it, I see people posting about, like, oh, I got the art book for this thing, and I'm like, yeah, I guess. Like, I got the art book for Avengers, you know, or whatever. I'm like, yeah, all right. But, like, this is an art book I would definitely have because yeah. it's interesting. If you were going to do Marvel movie art book, I'd go Black Panther easily. Oh, yeah. That had some really... Oh, I just want the costume book. Oh, that too, man. I just want to look at the costume designs. That's it. That that would that would do me just fine. I was really impressed with a lot of their CG effects because they had enough diversity in that. They definitely used that kind of sand effect a couple of times, but it oh, wasn't, yeah. you know. Yeah, the like, um, 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 what do you call it? The teeny tiny robots. Nanobots. Nanobots, yeah. yeah. And then it's also sort of used in like, they have like a sand table map thing. Yeah. Um, But that... But not everything looked like that. A couple of things looked like that. And then there were plenty of other effects that looked different than that. Yeah, there's a cohesion to the world building because right. certain things are related to other things. And yeah. therefore they function like those things. And then other stuff is unrelated to it, so it functions its own way. Right. But it doesn't feel chaotic. Yeah. It feels like, oh, these are just different. Yeah. Yeah, it's great. Yep. Yeah, Black Panther fucking rules. Yeah. It's like, I'm, not a, I, I'm, a, I'm more of a Marvel guy than a DC guy, but... You know, I think Black Panther is a movie that stands on its own as, like, just a solid fucking movie. Mm -hmm. You know, like the same way, like, I think The Dark Knight uh, is a solid movie. Mm -hmm. Happens to be Batman. Yeah. You know, this happens to be a, a comic book movie. You know, whatever. It's just, that's a good movie. Yeah. Yeah. So they go surfing. Yeah. Um, You kind of really see Stitch actually wanting to be accepted because... Nani and David and Lilo seem to kind of get along together. Have we gotten the Ohana means family thing yet? We have, yeah. I actually, that's... Um, I wrote it down in my notes, but I, I can't find it where I'm looking right now. Yeah, but. that's that's in between him going around the island on the stolen big wheel and discovering that it's an <laughs> island. And Yeah, his uh, programming means that he will land on Earth and then go to the nearest big city and destroy, like, cause chaos. And, hold on, I gotta find yeah. that quote because I loved it Lilo's so much. Lilo's got a a line that's just i mean it's it's deadpan in the ignorance of this but she's like isn't it nice living on a big island with no large city that's the thing is yeah uh so you know the doctor uh the jumba is like he'll back up sewers he'll reverse street signs he'll steal everyone's left shoe yeah um and i was like oh that's 100 percent just chaos yeah it's not even like he's gonna go to a big city and just kill all the population no it's like no he's just gonna sow discord yeah and i was like he and I could be friends. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, so yeah. he spends like he spends like a couple minutes biking on the on a big wheel around the whole island looking for big cities and then Lilo just straight up like you said comes up and goes, "Isn't it nice living on an island with no big cities, no major cities?" And he's just like, "Fuck." <laughs> he doesn't say fuck, although there is a bit of He does of, say fuck. Well, there is a bit of him He does saying, canonically say fuck. There is a bit of stuff where he says something in alienese or whatever, and other people react like it was a lot of swears. Yeah, and um, I kind of love that. Yeah, um, the 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 high councilwoman during his during Doctor Jumba's trial is like, "Do you have anything to say for yourself to six two six? And he goes, Tuta, and they all go, <gasps> and a robot straight up throws up. <laughs> Yep. And I love that detail so much. Like, a robot leans over the edge of the balcony and just throws up. Tossed its Pennzoil. Yeah, it's um, like throwing up nuts and bolts. And yeah. I was like, boy, that's grim. Um, it's funny, though. Something else I wanted to point out, just for you being an <laughs> appreciator of chaos, is uh, this week a thing went minorly viral on Twitter uh -huh. of, uh, what is it? It's um, 
you know, uh, people like dark empathy or something. And that seems to have really struck a chord with you. Not especially. I just think it's funny. I've seen it retweeted through my feed uh, or, or, you know, whatever, a couple times through my feed. And I think it's funny because, you know, you were like, it was like, uh, you know, a person with full of empathy and darkness. And you're like, what does that even mean? And I was like, me, dude, straight up me. You you showed it to me, I think. But yeah, I did. I was yeah. like, I was like, I've seen yeah. this go through, and I was like, yeah. that's just me. Yeah. And you were like, what does that even mean? I was like, it's me. Yeah. Because uh, we had a whole conversation about how uh, you had a terrible experience at the supermarket with oh, people God. not understanding, you know, social distancing boundaries or how the flow of traffic is supposed yeah. to go in a supermarket and taking their fucking masks down yeah. to make shitty comments. Yeah. Here's the thing. It would have been a bad trip. In normal times, just because that shit is straight up just rude, but it's even worse now because it's also going against health codes to be this close and to be cutting people off and to be up in people's face. Right, and when when a nice young woman wants to buy two bags of uh, frozen french fries because they're on sale, you know what you do, old man? You fucking don't say anything, you old piece of shit. And you certainly don't take your mask down to say some dumb comment. What is that? Oh, no, he already had it down. Oh, sure. But no, he was oh, okay. like, oh, yeah, eat like that and you'll live forever. And I'm just like, okay. Right, and I was not was, there. It was you told me than, about this yeah, when you I got know. home. Yep. And I told you what I would have said was, if you don't pull your fucking mask up, you won't. Because I'm very empathetic. You yep. you know me. I watch movies. I cry all the time. Uh, my heart aches for, you know, all the, uh, all the ills of society and shit. Like, I get incensed but also my advice to you was carry a hammer and hit old people in their legs because they're very old and it will take them out mm-hmm. i mean just leave a trail of old people clutching at their broken femurs and then maybe a motherfucker won't say anything next time dark empathy it was like 5 30 in the afternoon and for some reason aside from the people that worked there i was like the youngest one there so i really wasn't it was about 5 30 like... dog be rude to all these older people yeah they went out after dinner god (laughs) that's a that's a hacky joke i'm sorry i shouldn't follow up threatening old people to be femur broke with hammers with a hacky joke that was was not cool i apologize for the joke i mean but everybody should be walking around ready to old boy a bunch of old motherfuckers all the time because like Fuck these people. Wear a mask, stay six feet away from everybody, and keep your fucking opinions to yourself, goddammit. Yeah. This has been Hunter's corner of advice. Uh, part of my rant about it was, uh, yesterday was International Women's Day, goddammit. Oh, so now you know exactly when we recorded this. Yeah. That's fine. I'm not complaining. I think it's funny. People can be like, I must know. Well, it was- I will backdate it. Clicky clack, clicky clack. Sure. So yeah, Stitch uh, seems to want to, you know, be... Oh, so wait, Ohana, it came up after the big wheel, yeah. but before the coffee in a uh, bottle. bottle. Yeah. And and, and Stitch finds uh, Leela's got... Uh, because Stitch a... initially is like, okay, she's not paying attention, kind of, I can, I can fuck off. And she just keeps being like, no, like, you're part of the family now. Yeah. And then she kind of has to have a talk with him, which ends with yeah. This. She's like, she's like, you know, you can go, but like, you know, Ohana means family, and family means nobody gets left behind or forgotten. And you know, my dad used to say this, and like, you know, he and my mom are gone, and you know. Yep, and Hunter like, on a Sunday afternoon at like one thirty is just like crying. Yep, I'm just like, I knew it was coming. Like, I it's not oh, like yeah. I forgot. This is like the most, the second most quotable thing from the movie for me. Yep. The first is cute and fluffy. Yeah, but like, 
it's just like it's great yeah no it gets me every fucking time yeah movies are good y'all movies are good see dark empath yeah. hit old people with hammers also nobody gets left behind or forgotten oh, oh God. i know it sounds like i'm taz doing coke but i'm just i'm oh sniffling because of all the tears what a callback <laughs> <laughs> to your just inscrutable humor <laughs> yeah dan brown make a cryptex about that you fuck anyway <laughs> Who said anything about Dan Brown? I'm just always mad at that motherfucker. <laughs> you didn't like Angels vs. Demons or whatever the hell? <laughs> um, I mean, do you want to talk about it? No, like, I don't. I can talk about Dan Brown. No, no, I don't. I don't care. I just, like, I don't get the appeal of the Da Vinci Code. I don't I don't get I read Angels vs. Demons because I used to work at a gift shop and we sold the New York Times top ten list of books. And that, yeah. you know, anytime Dan Brown wrote anything, that, that was on it. Uh-huh. So I would read all the magazines, and then when I read the magazines that I wanted to read, I would just start in on novels. And if I got past a certain point, every week we would do the turnover. You know, a new top ten list would come out next Sunday or every whatever. Uh-huh. And for that week, we would have the top ten in the, in the store. But if I got past a certain, you know, meridian in the book where I was like, I'm kind of too far in to just abandon it, I would keep the book and, you know, finish reading it. Uh-huh. I don't know if anybody knows this, but like in the in the gift shop game, um, you just tear the cover off and you mail the covers back and you throw the rest of the book away if it's unsold because it actually costs more to ship them back than it's worth to like companies, mm-hmm. which gives you an idea of like um, how fucked capitalism is. Yep. Um, so I would, yeah, I just like, I was like, I'm going to read the rest of this book and fucking tear the cover off. But so, I, yeah, I, I read it and I was like, I, I mean, I get, I get that it's fun. People like to feel smart and it's a book that like, Go, it goes 35 pages, and then it goes, like, I figured out a thing, and then it explains the thing to you for 35 pages, and then it goes another, like, 100 pages and explains the thing, and you're just like, oh, I feel smart now because I learned a thing. It's just, I don't know. It was a, It's a movie about a book about talking about art, and I just thought that was fucking insane, and I can't decide, honestly, to this day if I think that's good or bad. <laughs> But, um, yeah, I just, you know, Stay damn... tuned for future episode. Yeah, I've never actually watched the movie because I just was so mad at it. I don't think I have either. Um, it's got T. Hanks in it, so, like, he's my boy. Mm-hmm. And that's our side podcast. We haven't announced this yet, but we have always had a secret side podcast we've never talked about um, called Tom Fucking Hanks. And oh. the whole point is we watch a movie and then we just tell you whether or not Tom Hanks swears in it. Uh, that, yeah, okay. Yeah. <laughs> and because uh, we had a conversation once where we were like, does Tom Hanks ever swear in movies? And then I was like, I don't honestly know. Yeah. I can't. Depends a little bit on what you think a swear is. Yeah. Because, like, you know. I wouldn't count, like, crap. Right, right. Crap, definitely not. Damn is on the line. Yeah. My grandmother would probably think damn is a swear, but I would not. Shit is, like, also on the line, weirdly. No. It depends on the context, baby. I think think shit is a a curse word. But, yeah, so that was going to be our podcast was we would watch a movie and we would only... Only discuss whether or not Tom Hanks swears and what kind of swears he says. Like, well, he said crap a couple of times, but that's not really a swear. We're just noting it here because it is a word that if you are a child listening to this, A, why are you listening to this? And B, you would probably get a little, little bit little bit in trouble for saying the crap word. Mm-hmm. But yeah, uh, so that's our All the Time side podcast. We just never have done an episode of it because we've never done a Tom Hanks episode, movie on this uh, podcast. So Yeah. Stay tuned for that on the Movie John Podcast Network Patreon. Tom fucking yeah. Hanks. Okay. Tom 
number sign exclamation point at symbol something else asterisk hanks um i don't think apple let us put the word fuck in the podcast name you have to spell it weird like f-a-c-k-a-n fuck p-h-a-w-k tom fack and hanks tam fucking hanks <laughs> h-e-n-k-s hanks uh, f-o-o-k-i-n fucking fucking tom fucking hanks we review tom hanks films in a shitty irish accent like we just watched the devil's own <laughs> hey, it's me i'm brad pitt i'm doing a terrible irish accent north irish we we did recently just watch that yeah, yeah it's not a good accent no i hate oh yeah he's so young in that movie oh he's beautiful too oh boy oh my god like i mean there's not a you can't find me a picture of brad pitt where i'm not like he could get it but he's so pretty yeah in this movie yep. it's just not a good accent yeah. later on when he does snatch in like 2004 or whatever that's a good accent because mm-hmm. it's he fucking fully commits to being unintelligible <laughs> Yeah, like dags. <laughs> dags. Yeah, you know, see a good snippet. You're like, cool, yeah, what? <laughs> yeah, you like dags? Dogs? Dags. You're like, great. <laughs> Movies are right. I think yes. <laughs> Movies are right. Anyway. Um, we love Stitch. Stitch looks like a dag. He thinks he does. <laughs> so many things he does, not me. Anyway. Yeah. So ultimately he... I wanted to mention... Sorry, I I know I keep cutting you off. I'm sorry. I want to mention this about the surfing thing. Courage is... No, go ahead. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Nani says... uh, She says this, the following phrase, which I loved, because it's very surf lingo-y and I love it. Um, She goes, some Lolo must have stuffed us in a barrel. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, they're, they're, They're surfing and then like a big wave rolls them all over and she's like, some Lolo must have stuffed us in a barrel. And I was like... I used to, there's a book series I read and one of the characters in it was like a surfer. Um, uh-huh. So he constantly used surf lingo and then the main character would explain what surf lingo meant. Mm. And uh, so I picked up a lot of it. I've never myself surfed because that's not a thing gravity would allow. Um, <laughs> I have snowboarded. I've well, snow surfed. If anything, you'd be more buoyant, Hunter. Oh yeah, I can float. I can float just great. Standing upright on a board on waves mm-hmm. is a whole other kettle of fish mm-hmm. that would eat my body i can float like a pool noodle but float like a butterfly sting like a jellyfish, jellyfish. yep <laughs> anyway yeah so the hangout stitch looks uh lonely and everything and he eventually like sort of like indicates to nani that they should go out on the water again and jamba's like oh that's Weird that he's willingly going back out onto water. He should be very afraid of it. Yeah, he can't swim. Yeah, but so then they decide that that's going to be when they make their move. So they try to we'll get him. We'll take our now. Yeah. yeah. So they try to grab him off the board. He grabs Lilo or, you know, they're all in the water and stuff. And so Nani thinks that Stitch is trying to drag Lilo down and kicks him off of her. Yeah. And, and then, he can't swim. Yeah. And, and then, also, I get the impression that Lilo, uh, that, that Stitch is very dense. Yeah. Right? Very possible, yeah. Because he's super fucking durable and strong. Yes. We see him constantly. And it's it's always funny and it always kind of catches you off guard because, like, he's tiny. He's yeah. maybe three foot tall or whatever. He's the size yeah. of a small child. Yeah. And, you know. Well, one of yeah, the other can... quotable things is he hits Jumbo with a car during a fight and goes, Hell blue yeah. punch buggy, no Hell punch yeah. backs. It's great. He straight up Superman that yeah. car. Yep. Um, yeah. It's awesome. Yeah. He's, he's another he's, big he's blue alien it, from space. Yeah, he's waving it around like a wolf. He's a big bat. blue orphan from space. Yeah. Superman. Uh-huh. It's a relaunch. 
Mm-hmm. That's yeah. what fucking the Snyder yeah. Cut ought to fucking have. Yeah, the have. S stands for Stitch. Oh my god, we're blowing the lid off it. <laughs> Henry Cavill's like, cute and fluffy, and then he punches Batman in the dick, I guess. I don't know, I haven't seen the Snyder Cut, you'd but I refuse him, to watch You'd it. let him keep the mustache. If I was, if I was uh, Walt Disney, if I was the head of Disney, and they were like, we're gonna, we gotta do reshoots on the Justice League, and, and Henry Cavill has a mustache, sir, what do we do? I'll be like, the mustache stays. In fact, everybody gets a CG mustache now. Release the mustache cut. Yeah. Release the uncut mustache. Yeah. That's what it is. Yeah, I just, we talked about this on our um, 50th episode, yay! Uh, on Dawn of the Dead. <laughs> yeah. We talk about how, like, in the previous film, Superman broke necks yeah. and leveled half a fucking city. Yep. But we were, as a we, we, the royal we, uh, Zack Snyder and co. were like, we can't have a mustache. That's not what Superman is like. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, but the neck breaking, that's cool and makes sense. Okay, sir. Yeah. Back to Lilo and Superstitch. <laughs> Truth, that's, justice, that's, that's... and the American way. Oh, boy. <laughs> Hello, Lois. <laughs> I'm just a humble Kansas fuck. Oh, I was starting to sound like Danhausen. Hello, oh. it's Danhausen. <laughs> Dan Never mind, I'm starting to sound like Danhausen. Danhausen, if you want to come on the podcast. Oh my god, yes! <laughs> Danhausen, would you like to come on the podcast, Hausen, and talk about a movie, Hausen, of your choosing, Hausen? Yeah. Please do, Zenhausen. Yeah, Danhausen. Open invitation. Yeah, so Nani saves Lilo. Uh, David saves Stitch. They yeah, don't. David's a good dude. He is. He is. Um, they don't see the aliens, but Mr. Bubbles was apparently on the beach and, yeah. and saw a uh, near drowning. Yeah. Nani goes over and is like, this isn't what it looks like. And he's like, look, like. And I'm, I'm pro Cobra Bubbles. I think he's a good dude. I yeah. back him. But like, that's not the result of an unsafe environment or bad parenting or anything. Here's the thing though, is they're already on thin ice and I feel like him overreacting would be him taking her immediately but for him to like be there and be like oh i just think as i mean it's a story convenience yeah because we have to move the plot along sure you know things have to have an arc which i respect i love a good i love a good arc right but i just think like were it real life and were i david or nani i'd be like that's fucking crazy like she's a little girl she's surfing and she swallowed some water like it's a beach that happens 900 times a day up and down the beach yeah like, are all these people unfit parents? Like, get the fuck out of here. Right. That's crazy. Again, we're just hammering home that, like... I know, yeah. You know, family it, it in crisis. It makes me r- yeah. righteously angry to watch it because it's one of those it's one of those things that where you're like, the system is unjust! Yeah, well, okay. So I was going to hold this until later. Ooh. But we, f- we find out at the end of the movie that Cobra Bubbles is ex-CIA and was at Roswell. He's basically and... one of the men in black. Yeah, and is aware of aliens existing, and was the one that convinced them that mosquitoes part. were uh, an endangered species. He straight up tells them, yeah. he's like, I convinced them that yeah. <laughs> the mosquitoes were an endangered species to get them to leave the Earth alone. And he's just kind of, he's he, the way he delivers it is like, pretty good, right? <laughs> so, he's the best. if anybody should flag Stitch as not a dog... Right. It would be this guy who knows for a fact that aliens are real. So I was thinking that. I was wondering, but I think he also, Cobra Bubbles, is a very empathetic, empathic character. Okay. And I think he view, he understands that aliens exist, but they're as varied as people are. So very men in black kind of, you yeah. know. Yeah, I think yeah. he's very okay. like, he's obviously a fucking alien. I'm not a dummy. This might be what he needs, which might be why he's like, 
your dog has to become a model citizen. Sure. Because he might be like, they don't know he's an alien. Yeah. I do. But, like, he better, you know, straighten up and fly right. Because if he goes fucking full on crazy, I'm going to have to, you know, call in my CIA buddies and take him down. I don't want to do that. But also, I feel like it's a little irresponsible for somebody who's supposed to be looking out for the welfare of this child to be like, oh, an unknown space entity? Yeah, that six-year-old can keep it. Maybe it's the same logic that people apply to human beings all the time, where they're like, wow, you are a really irresponsible uh, teen, 20-something, and adult, uh, and now you want to have a child? Sure, maybe that'll straighten you out. Or like, hey, our our marriage is on the rocks. We should have a child? Which, like, because you know, that'll fix it. Like, it's not a great strategy. It does work out sometimes, but it also really goes poorly a lot of times. Yeah. So, but I'm just saying, like, again, of anybody in this film to know that no, he's I know. not. I was thinking a about dog. that because I, I, I was thinking about that as his motivation for yeah. like because I like I, I commented on during this podcast. It's weird that he would tell the family like, "Hey, your dog better be a model citizen," because that's not his fucking purview. Sure. Except that at the end, you're like, oh, he might know that Stitch is an alien, but at the same time, it gets muddy that then he's like, well, I'm going to take Lilo away from you. Yeah. Because whatever. And yeah, it's it, what's his motivation? Mm-hmm. You know, what's his what's his primary directive? Sure. You know? Yeah. It gets a little muddy. I don't hate it. No. Um, I just think it's a little unclear. Yeah. But yeah. Can, yeah. Yeah. Um, there's a funny thing here where the, uh, so the aliens, you know, were trying to kill Stitch during that whole thing. Not where he's kill, trying to, but like, capture. Capture. Yeah. Kill. Honestly, I don't think they care, but we're trying uh, to capture him. Yeah. Um, and they end up in the water. I and... think actually, if anything, um, Jamba maybe knows that he's not easily killed. Yeah. I, like, Jamba. I think Jamba. Yeah. Cause like, he's pretty flippant with that laser, but also he's pretty specific about Stitch's oh, yeah. abilities. Yeah. I think he knows that like, so, he's not going to kill him. I think he knows he's just, he's trying to fuck him up so that he can capture him. Cause he wants his freedom. Right. Um, but anyway, so they're trying to get Stitch. Uh, they end up in the water and we get like a cut, a cutaway to them, like washing up on the beach. And it's like Jumbo, like climbing up out of the waves and whatever. And then Plackley, like climbs up, he's got an octopus suctioned onto his face. He pulls that off, and he's like muttering to himself. And it's made, it's one of my favorite lines that I, I don't ever remember. But he goes, he's like, it looks like a dolphin, but it's a shark. Tricky fish, tricky fish. Oh boy. <laughs> uh, Kevin fucking McDonald is so funny. Yeah, it's such a good line delivery. Yeah. <laughs> tricky fish. <laughs> yeah. Uh, what David gets Nani a job here. Yeah, uh, she gets an interview at, like, I guess a hardware store, but leaves Lilo alone. Yeah, a little little town town store. Yeah. yeah. And while Nani is out is when when Jumba and Plackley decide to sort of, like, attack the house. Yeah. And they wreck it and kind of set it on fire and stuff. Stitches. They also have gotten fired at this point. Yes. So, uh, yeah. The high councilwoman, or uh, maybe it's Captain Guntu, one of them, is like... You're donezo. Yeah. So that's actually why they're emboldened to go for the house. Go full on assault. Yeah. Yeah. It's because they no longer care about being as covert as they have been because they're fired. Right. Uh, In many ways, the Mission Impossible franchise ripped this film off. Um, It's basically Rogue Nation. And I mean, it's also one of those things where I guess they figure like if they can successfully capture Stitch at whatever cost, they might be able to barter it for their jobs or or some kind of kind of win-win for Jumba, isn't it? 
all he all he was getting out of this was maybe his freedom, like his life. He's not going to be imprisoned on a starship, sure. and now he's got it. They're just stuck on Earth. But it's like you're not in fucking like Detroit or Philadelphia or wherever the fuck Hawaii, brother. Like it's nice there. Yeah, I mean maybe it's a grudge thing. I'm not. I can't really remember the nuance. True, I do love wrestling. I understand a grudge match. Yeah, so they're, you know, fighting through the house and destroying it. At the very beginning, Mr. Bubbles gave Lilo a business card to call. Yes. Um, so she calls him. She does. To basically be like, aliens are attacking my house. Uh, and she has a line that is this, yeah. I liked, which is, uh, oh, good, oh good, my dog, dog found, found the chainsaw. chainsaw. <laughs> <laughs> it's great. And Bubbles is, Cobra Bubbles is like, what? Okay, I'll be right there. Yeah. <laughs> he's like... Oh. Yeah. So he's on his way. Um, Nani comes... Again, he does not react as though it's an actual dog, which leads it lends credence to my theory that he knows that Stitch is an alien. Sure, right. Because at no point does he go, what did you just say, little girl? That right. doesn't make sense. Right. It's not an explained sandwich day type situation. <laughs> right, it's, exactly. It's, it's a, okay, get behind <laughs> him kind of situation. Yes. <laughs> Your dog knows what's up. Yeah. Um, yeah, um, so you mentioned earlier at this point, uh, Stitch, at some point in here in this big, you know, assault, Stitch wallops uh, Jumba and Plackley with uh, the, the, uh, Beetle, it's the, the, the family's car. Yeah. Um, and you see that it has a uh, license plate, it says A113. Uh, so, a lot of stuff in here does, yeah. That's what I was yeah. going to say. So, um, basically, almost, I, once I noticed it at some point in the film, I couldn't stop seeing it. Every fucking car, truck, ambulance, everything that has a license plate, the license plate is A113. If you don't know, which you probably do, you're probably pretty savvy, but if you don't know, A113 is the classroom-like number for animation at I, California Institute of the Arts or something, one of the... And it's basically where every, like, you know, it, it's the big art school. It's the big art class. Everybody takes it. It's in every Pixar movie. And it's in a ton of Disney stuff as well. Um, they will work in as often as they can A113. Now, Pixar at least has the dignity, the class, to only fit it in once. You know, once here, once there. It's once per movie kind of, you know. They have their own little thing yeah little inside jokes and things pixar works in the 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 pizza planet truck into like everything or the lamp their little logo lamp into Mm -hmm. everything like it's always in there and then they usually have like something in a film that alludes to what the next film is but not in a way that you'll get it because you don't know what the next film is it's just that these things take like six seven years to to produce so they have a character design they're like oh cool we'll put a pillow in this movie that looks like you know, Nemo from Finding Nemo. And you go, oh, cool. And then retroactively, when you watch that movie, you're like, oh, cool. That's a, a Nemo pillow. Mm-hmm. That's kind of... But so in this, they just... It's every goddamn uh, license plate. It's, it, I counted at least four, and that was after oh, yeah. I noticed it. It might have been yep. way more. Yeah. Um, but one of them is definitely the, the bug. The, yeah. The bug. Uh, it's also on, like... Fire engine, tanker ambulance. Truck. Tanker truck. Yeah, tanker truck. Yeah. yeah. Anywho... Yeah, so Nia's coming out of the hardware store. The house is on fire. Um, but so she sees, like, a fire truck go by, and she's like, don't turn left. Please don't turn left. Please yeah. don't turn left. Yeah, and it turns left, and she's like, oh, Lilo. Uh, yeah, it's rough. Fi- That's a yeah. great moment. Yeah. That's a very small moment. Yeah. But it's such good storytelling. It's yeah. literally, what is it, 30 seconds? It starts with a shot of the of the store and her leaving and being like, thank you so much, Mr. Whoever. Uh, you know, I'll be early for work. I promise, you know, I'll, I, you won't regret this. Thank you so much. 
And she goes outside as the fire truck and ambulance and whatever the fuck race past, and she just starts going, please don't turn left. And they turn left, and she goes, oh, Lilo. It's 30 seconds. Yeah. And it's like, it's so much, like, pathos for that character. Yeah. You feel for her. Mm-hmm. Because it was finally going right, except now it's very wrong yeah, again. Oh, God. It's yep. just the rug being ripped out from under you. It's, yeah. it's heartbreaking. Yep. Uh, and, yeah, and she gets there, and uh, Cobrubbles is there, and has Lilo in his car, and... Cobrubbles. 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 You got a car. You put Lilo in there. Yeah. You take her away. Um, And he's, he's trying to, you know reason with not even reason with it softened yeah, the blow he, yeah, has, to, he sure. has to explain to Nani like I had to do it like look at look at this yeah. like do you think this is a like the house is leveled it's it's bones yeah. you know um, and he's like look at this like does this seem like a safe environment for a child now granted he missed all the aliens they're nowhere to be found um, but yeah the house is wrecked it's on fire the fire department's putting it out you know like yep. and Nani's like no just let me you know let me have her and meanwhile Lilo's like Fuck this and sneaks out. Yep. You can put childproof locks on that door bubbles. Yeah. He's a uh child CPS? services. Yeah. 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 And didn't engage child locks? That seems ridiculous. Or he yeah, did it or on part purpose. Of the larger plant now. Um because he's a good dude. But Go save your yeah. alien dog. Yeah, Lilo or Stitch kinda tries to go after Lilo. He has uh her photo of her and her sister and her parents that she keeps. Yeah. It's like the um, only thing that didn't get fucking destroyed. Yeah, it's a little singed, but it's Ugh. okay. Um, That's but, rough, too. Yeah, I know. <laughs> um, but, you know, she's like, you know, go away and everything like that. And then uh, they get, they both get captured. By Gantu. By Captain Gantu, yeah. Giant um, shark man. Yeah. Uh, and that's when we're kind of in the whole endgame where... Uh, so stick- my note here says rule of threes ice cream, and I know that's about the guy with the yeah. w- with the mint chocolate chip. Does he finally eat it? No. I don't remember what the rule of threes is. No, it's that uh, during the spaceships chasing each other, he, he gets knocked out of his hand oh, just again. a third time. Yeah. I, oh yeah, I remember that the, the there there yeah there's a there's a sp- yeah. spaceship chase and the fin yeah. like just like obliterates yeah. his cone. Yeah, Lilo first uh, takes a photo of him in the like late to dance class opening credits thing because she's like rushing out of the ocean, but then stops to snap his picture and he loses his ice cream. Yeah, he goes like oh, and then drops yeah. the cone, drops and, the yeah. ice cream. And then when Stitch is performing on the beach, he everybody runs loses past his ice him. cream yeah. again. And then here now he's on uh, a like uh, a folding chair on the beach, and yeah. the ship, the fin, fin of the ship, yeah, narrowly misses him but knocks his Obliterates ice cream. His ice cream. Yeah, that's right. I remember that now. Yeah, yeah. No, okay. So what? It's a good running gag. Yeah. What happens with that is that uh, um, what's his name? Captain Gantu. Gantu. Yeah. But Lilo's now Shanghai on a ship. Nani sees Lilo get captured and everything and kind of realizes that like this other stuff is happening and kind of has a freak out because she also encounters uh plackley and uh yeah all of a sudden yeah. her her concept of how big the world is expands exponentially yeah and that is yeah. a wild experience yeah, she's as having somebody the worst day man. spoken as somebody that wants to you know take a bunch of hallucinogens and go to an art museum uh-huh that's yeah. a fun experience sure yeah, then they go like, "Well, we'll get her back." Well, also Stitch re- reveals he can talk as well. He's always kind of been able to talk. He's just been yeah. keeping it under wraps. Yeah. But he, um, so he because dogs famously don't talk, eh? Except for the ones that do. The son of Sam. No. Oh boy. Uh, 
Uh-huh. No good? The way they're captured, Captain Gantu, his ship has, like, in the back of it, a big glass, like, canister. Yeah. Big glass capsule. Um, and Lilo and Stitch are both put in it. But Stitch, because he doesn't, he's not natural. He's a super fluid or yeah. whatever. No bones. He just, yeah, he just sort of squeezes out yeah. of some seam in it and pop, boop, like, pops out. And, like, falls back down to Earth. But he can't, he doesn't realize Lilo can't or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, and he does try to, like, scratch the canister thing. But Gantu takes off. And yeah. uh, so... What Stitch does is um, commandeers a tanker truck. Well, so they they do a uh, uh, sort of a dogfight with the ships. It's Gantu and one. Plackley uh, and Jumba and Jumba and Stitch, and oh, I think he, also maybe Nani. Is he in that with them? Yeah, um, they're okay. they're all in there, but their ship gets like weirdly dis- they're, they're, they're inoperable. So um, weirdly, and then for... he gets the tanker truck. For visual storytelling, yeah, their ship is much larger. Yes, than uh, Captain Gantu's. Yeah, well, so theirs, I believe, was kind of supposed to be more or less like a passenger vehicle, whereas uh, Gantu's is probably a bit more like a, a cruiser sort of. Yeah, thing. it's like a fighter so, or whatever. Yeah, it's a personal so, vehicle. Yeah, and he's also huge. It's kind of funny. He's like, it's a big guy in a little car. Yeah, this was the largest automobile <laughs> that I could afford. Um, it's kind of like that. Um, but like, it's it, the kid that laughs at everyone. <laughs> Let's all laugh at him. Ha ha ha. <laughs> yeah. It's a Simpsons joke, y'all. Yep. If you yep. don't get it, you should watch The Simpsons. It's good. It's also on the Disney Channel. Uh, season. Watch seasons one through ten, and then after that, it's up to you. The Disney Plus, I guess. Yeah. The Disney Plus. Yeah. Um, if you've watched Lilo and Stitch, you could probably also watch The Simpsons. Yeah, but so, no, I just mean from a storytelling standpoint, generally the underdogs have the smaller ship. It's it's visual yeah, storytelling. Sure, it tells yeah. you that they're outgunned, outclassed, outmanned, yeah. you know? It's cool and interesting to me that their ship is so much bigger. Sure, yeah. Um, and every again, every ship is designed differently. They look different, you yeah. know? Like, it's not like, oh, this is a bigger version of that or whatever. Like... If you watch a, if you if you're from a fucking foreign star system and you come down and you watch a goddamn American war movie, you're like, oh, this plane looks like this. It's pretty much the same thing as this plane, which looks like this. They all kind of look the same. You get biplanes, and then after that, everything has kind of the same shape. And then stealth bombers. That's about it. And then helicopters would probably blow your mind. Like, but like stuff makes a certain kind of sense when you look at it. A carrier. Uh, carrier jet, you know, those kind of things you can put, like, jeeps and shit in. Yeah. Those just look like big planes. Yeah. It looks like a plane, but way bigger. Yeah. You know? Yeah. As opposed to a fighter jet, which looks like a plane, but smaller than a carrier jet. But this is very interesting and unique, and yeah. Sure. I just, I, I, I love that stuff. Yeah. It, it shows that care went into the world building. Yeah, Stitch intentionally gets hit by uh, an oil truck. Yep. Uh, which is there's a callback. He he meets a frog friend when he first uh, yeah. lands. This frog is a very like it's it's very like short film frog kind of yeah. like he's just there on the road. He's unconcerned with traffic. He almost gets run over at least twice, three times maybe, and he's just kind of like it, you know. Yeah. And um, he is kind of buddies with Stitch. <laughs> Stitch, yeah, runs back out of the out of the jungle, and there's a tanker truck coming and. Stitch fucks it up. When Stitcher initially gets caught, he gets run over by two tanker trucks. Yeah. I um, mean, pops all their tires because yeah. he's indestructible, which yeah. is a great detail they and very this, cool. This whole thing of like, what did we hit? What did we hit? And the guy's like, it's yeah. up under here somewhere. Yeah. 
better call somebody and then it cuts away yeah but i think that's cool i just i you know truck tires are very thick so yeah. the idea that he gets run over and fucks them up is like oh yeah that's right he's indestructible you keep getting reminded that he's not a dog or a koala or whatever like he's basically again superman yeah he drives a tanker truck kind of into a volcano hell yeah to basically set up a trap to he, fuck up uh yeah he drives the tanker truck into a volcano. It starts to sink in the lava. He climbs out of the cab, up onto the tank, punctures it, gasoline or whatever the fuck's in it, shoots out oil mm-hmm. in the lava. That ignites, explodes, and because he's indestructible, all it does is launch him up into the stratosphere onto uh, Captain Gantu's ship. Yeah. Which he then... Takes out. <laughs> wrecks house on. Yeah. Yep. And it's great. Like a gremlin. Yeah, dude. Like, fucking... Yeah, he's the best. Uh, my note just says Rocket Stitch. When he lands there, he says Aloha. Mm-hmm. Aloha. <laughs> Which is good. It's a good singer. Yeah. Because it means hello and goodbye. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and so he saves... That, this is when we get the... Um, Gantu says, like, you're, you know, you're an abomination or whatever. And he says, also cute and fluffy. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Which um, is, that was the big... That and Ohana, you know, those are the big quotes Yeah. Uh, for me. Yeah. <sighs> but yeah. yeah. Um and you know, and then we get our resolution or whatever. Yeah, everybody lands on the beach. Yeah. They all have a powwow. Um the uh yeah, high council woman. When we actually find out about Cobra Bubbles past. Yeah, I have their exact exchange I wrote down because I liked it. Mm-hmm. Cobra Bubbles says aliens are all about rules. Yeah. Because basically the high council woman says, like, okay, fine. Stitch can stay here. He's landlocked. Because he can't swim, so yeah. he'll be stuck on this island forever. He can stay here with his family, it's okay, whatever. Jumba and Plackley, like, you're also stuck here. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't ever want to see you again. Yeah. And he goes, aliens are all about rules. And she says, you look familiar. And he says, CIA, Roswell, 1976. And she goes, you had hair then. Yeah. It's a great exchange. Yeah. And then it cuts immediately away to, like, whatever. Well, I mean, before we even got there, though to uh they were gonna take stitch and lilo's like you can't because i bought him right yeah yeah, yeah. for two dollars and if you take him then you're stealing so my favorite thing (laughs) yes that's that's why aliens are all about rules yeah um so my favorite thing is that at the pound when lilo's gonna take stitch yeah uh nani gives the lady the money and lilo like comes up and like tugs on her like shirt hem and whispers and then She's Nani like, takes the money. Well, Nani takes the money out of Lady's hand, hands it to Lilo, and then Lilo hands it to her. Yeah. And She's it's like, a great... I want to buy him. Can I borrow two dollars? Can I borrow two dollars? Yeah. <laughs> and then yeah. And yeah. And then um so at this, you know, powwow on the beach, the uh, high councilwoman is like, Alright, we're taking six two six back to space with us and he's gonna be put in a jail for fucking ever and whatever. And he leans down and whispers like don't you own him? Like that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And, and then Lilo's like, oh, that's right. And she pulls out, luckily, it survived the fire. Yeah. She has the fucking receipt. Yeah. It's the great. Adoption paper. Apparently, if you pause that, there's a bunch of stuff like the, the you know, the Disney animators had a bunch of fun with that. Okay. Uh, I saw in the trivia. Yeah. So I have to finish off my energy drink, even though we're done now. So I'm just going to be wired for dinner. <laughs> Eat um, those chicken wings like a maniac. No, I don't know what we're having. Um, 
But yeah, and then uh, credits, you get some fun stuff of like a bunch of different like family photos. Uh, you see well, that that's when we find out that Cobra Bubbles is responsible for the mosquito thing. Uh, yeah, yeah. We yeah. do get a thing early, a little bit before this, where Plackley is like, "Oh, look!" Like a mosquito lands on oh, him, yeah. he's like, "Oh, look, a mosquito!" It has chosen oh, me. For she has her chosen me as a perch. Yeah, yeah, as a perch, and she's feeding upon my flesh. She's she's you know. Dipped her delicate proboscis into my flesh. And then it's like a cartoonish amount of them all land on him all at once. So he's like black and covered in bugs. He's like, ha 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 He just starts like freaking out and it's yeah. great. It's really funny. Yeah. Um, and weirdly, this movie ends with a montage. Kind not of. a lot. Not a yeah. lot. Yeah, it is a montage. It's, okay. it's, it's everything going well. Yeah. And them like getting the house, you know, getting a new house, getting, you know, Nani's got a job. Lilo and Stitcher, everything's cool. Yeah, David her, is now a part of their yeah. life. They're going out to dinner together. Like she, yeah. he's dating Nani. Everything's cool. Yeah, they, and like they go on a family visit to Graceland. Yeah, they go to Graceland. I love that. Um, um, there's a Halloween. They make a pumpkin. Yeah. Uh, and there's, Stitch fucking zaps a pumpkin with his space laser. Yeah. Um, you know I love Halloween. There's a bunch of like photo gags, including that recreation of that Thanksgiving photo. Oh, um, the table. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The famous. Yeah. Yeah. The um 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 Rockwell, Norman Rockwell. Yeah. Yeah. Uh and uh at the very end you see uh the photo of like the parents and Nani yeah. and Lilo and then Stitch is like kind of uh tucked into a one of the burned out corners. The yeah. frame, yeah. Yeah. It's a very Simpsons guy, actually referencing the Simpsons. There's the Simpsons, uh, the first holiday special they did, um, is the one where, uh, Bart steals Bone Storm from, from the mall, from the, yeah, the super store, uh, and Don Brodka, uh, voiced by Lawrence Tierney, who's in Reservoir Dogs, he, you know, catches Bart, and so their family photo's ruined because at the moment it was taken, Don Brodka was yanking Bart out of the photo by his collar, and then later... Bart, you know, goes back, has the photos retaken by, you know, by himself, paying with his own money to, you know, prove that he's a decent guy. Mm-hmm. And um, so, you know, Marge tucks the photo into the corner and the photo of normal Bart in his Sunday best in this photo perfectly covers the, you know, Don Brodke yanking him out. And it also balances the photo, which was hung, you know, a little crooked. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's perfect visual storytelling. Yeah. Because the Simpsons for at least 10 years and your mileage may vary after that point was like firing on all cylinders mm-hmm. that's an, an aside about how good the simpsons are and uh, yeah that's the end of the movie I, I think it's interesting it ends with a montage a lot of films don't yeah not you know it's it's unusual to end yeah, with a montage it's like a little epilogue it is it's good i mean like yeah if this were made now it would just be a post-credit scene or whatever yeah and, you know and that uh, sam jackson would show up and be like Cobra Bubbles, I want you to join the Avengers. And you'd be like, all right. <laughs> um, around the same time that you were talking about with all the mosquitoes going after Plackley, yeah. um, they're like sort of watching Stitch from afar. And there was a line that I didn't get to mention. Dr. Jumba. Dr. Jumba looking at, you know, Stitch uh, just sort of being around in Lilo's room and stuff and uh, saying, uh, what must it be like to have nothing, not even memories to Ugh. visit in the middle of the night? And I'm like, dude, this got like weird deep. Yeah. Because yeah. like, 
yeah, he's just like musing on like this thing that he created that he knows is living a tortured existence. And it's kind of a lot. <laughs> um, a couple of things we didn't quite, you know, reference, uh, didn't quite get to because we were uh, free form, but I took some notes. Um, at his trial in the beginning, uh, well, not at his trial, but at uh, Dr. Jumba's trial, Stitch bites Captain G- Gantu. Oh, yeah. And at one point, Captain Gantu's like, does this look infected to you? Uh, to, like, the to the armadillo pilot lady. Mm-hmm. Um, and then when she's late to the dance recital, Lilo bites the redheaded girl. Yeah. And later on, she's like, does this look infected to you? And that's a good mirroring. that, Like, oh, that's why they're going to end up together, because they're two sides of the same coin they uh-huh. you know they're biters yeah um, that's what matters <laughs> <laughs> yeah all right <laughs> well let's wrap up is this a hate watch or a great watch for you you picked it yeah it's a i know i picked it so i don't know if you know this you picked it um hi allison hi. allison hi. hi allison in the back allison. um allison you picked this i think it's a great watch um you know it's it's got like a surprising depth to it in a way that like not all quote-unquote children's entertainment has because i mean sometimes people write it off as like an excuse to be lazy and this actually has again a lot of like nuance to it and a lot of thoughtfulness that comes through in both the performances as well as the animation i guess also as well as like some of the plot beats and yeah i like it uh, I always have a good time with it, and it always kind of tugs at my heartstrings just a little bit. Can you look up the name of the girl that did Lilo's voice? For oh, me? yeah, it's um, Davy Chase. Davy Chase. D. I don't oh. know if that's how you pronounce sure. it because it's spelled. It's so. Can D- you can you go to her other films you might know her from? I mean, I know she also voiced uh, Chihiro in the American dub of uh, Spirited Away. Oh, interesting. Can you look at the other films though? Oh, she's in Donnie Darko, and she's Samara in The Ring. Uh huh. Uh huh. What 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 am I looking? Is she for? not in the Beethovens? Is she in the Beethovens? Oh my God! Yeah, she's in Beethoven's Fifth. She's Sarah Newton in the. Oh boy. So. So. So we as a house. Yeah. Um, the the we Mount Mausoleum. You've heard f- former and future guest Nicole Carter, aka Bottle, and Crystal T L Bracket, aka KTLB. Um, those are our roommates. Uh, housemates and we are mount mausoleum we are a band an art collective uh, anarchist cookbook of people and um we decided to we watch all of the beethovens yeah so next week next not next week next episode Sorry. two weeks from now we will be giving you our rundown of the best beethoven film out of eight. Of the eight. I cannot believe there are eight Beethovens. No, I had no idea. Beethoven film franchise. I thought there were maybe three, possibly four tops. Yeah. There are several more than that. Yep. We will go into detail, greater detail then. Yeah. Um, but for now, um, I just think it's fun that on our 50th episode, uh-huh. we talk about Ving Rhames. I specifically, explicitly mentioned Cobra Bubbles. Mm-hmm. And now here we are. Yeah. Talking about the Cobra Bubbles movie. Yeah. Some people call it Lilo and Stitch. I call it the Cobra Bubbles movie. That's just me. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, next week we'll be talking about Davy Chase's other major film contribution, ignoring Uh all the other ones. Yeah. No, but I mean... Beethoven. Do you think this is a sign we're reaching the end of the universe now that everything's starting to... 
interweave with each other no i think it's a sign that we're reaching the singularity and Just i'm about beginning. to ascend to godhood uh do you think this might he be will be our two new god episodes what's up do you think this might be two episodes of Beethoven or just the one? No, it'll, it'll probably just be one. Because, uh, like, despite the fact that there's four people talking about eight movies, I don't think it's going to be a lot to talk about because they're the Beethoven films. It's not like there's a lot of subtext or depth or what have you. So I think we're going to tear through There are dogs. It. I hope you all like dogs. Anyway, I agree. This is a great watch. Um, for all the reasons you listed, I think... Uh, oh, y- also it looks great and there's oh, a lot of Elvis God, yes. music. Yeah. So, you you know, you know me. I... I I really think children's entertainment, like things that seem like they should just be for kids, should be great. They should be better than adult entertainment. Right. I think if you're going to be lazy, be lazy with a movie that has, you know, Tom Cruise fucking being a lawyer or whatever the fuck. Yeah. Like, be lazy there. Yeah, but Don't be lazy with something that kids are going to watch for their, their future. Yeah. Like Ch- Children have little malleable brains. You should be feeding them. Yeah, I don't. I, I know. know I'm the first person to ever say this, but I believe the children are our future. <laughs> You can quote me on that. Put it on a bumper sticker and send all the residual sales money to me. But yeah, no, I think children's entertainment is important. More important than entertainment for me. I would rather... If Disney was like, hey, the reason all of the movies that you have wanted to watch have been shitty was because we were making the ones for kids really good, I'd be like, fair. Okay, yeah, all right, yeah. That tracks. Mm -hmm. Because, yeah, like, kids are important. We should treat them like their brains matter and, you know, like, like they matter. It's a crazy idea that I have. I don't know. Cobra Bubbles would agree with me, which should be all the argument you need. Well, I mean, I also feel like, you know, kids understand a lot more than adults give them credit for. That's a whole... We're going to do a whole episode about how children's entertainment and how people perceive... How people forget what it was like to be a kid. Right. And then also that, like, these are things that you can maybe love for different reasons as you grow up. Yeah. And that you can get more out of as you grow up. Yeah. If you make something with actual craft and intent... Yeah then it will grow with you. And not to mention even just that, like, there's an idea of, like, family entertainment being something that everybody can enjoy. Right. And so having parents who are bored out of their gourds isn't really as helpful. Right. Um, And Lilo and Stitch is a fucking, like, I don't know, I don't want to throw the word masterpiece around, but, like, I don't really find much fault with this movie. Yeah. I think it looks great. The story makes sense. It's fun. It's engaging. The characters are good. The performances are great. It's beautiful. Like, and and it's emotionally affecting. Yeah. Like, what other... Any, any metric on which you judge, you know, children's entertainment, it's mm-hmm. nailing it. Yeah. So, yeah, it's a great watch. Recommended. Highly recommended. Do I think you should pay for Disney Plus just to watch Lilo and Stitch? I do not. I think you should own physical media, but that's a whole other... So, own own more physical media, and if you want to get in touch with us, <laughs> you can do so on uh, Twitter and Instagram at HateWatchGreatWatchPodcast. That's HWGW Podcast on either of those platforms. Or you can email us with any of your qualms, arguments, questions, queries, other Q words... You can tell Hunter about how wrong quiche recipes. He is about uh, mint chip ice cream. Oh yeah! Please yeah. send me all the emails telling me that I am a hundred percent right about mint chocolate chip ice incorrect. cream, especially when it is green. He is not correct about that. And I At right, hate watch, grade watch. That's W R I T E H W G W at gmail dot com. That's right. But not like, Hunter, you're right about mint chocolate chip ice cream being green and good. 
but write like, I'm going to write you a letter, Hunter, to tell you that you're right about mint chocolate chip ice cream being green and good. Um, also, and that's the end of the episode. If you're not following uh, the Movie John Podcast Network, that you also should. that also has a Twitter handle. Yes, because we and are available every other Wednesday. That's every, every other, other Wednesday. Wednesday on the Movie John Podcast Network. And you can follow the Movie John Podcast Network at MJ Pod Network on Twitter and Instagram. And you can email us. Don't email us. You don't got shit to yeah, say. Don't don't email the network. Just uh, email. Interact. Hey, watch, great watch. W r i t e h w g w at gmail dot com. It's great. But also W r i t e h w g w gmail dot com. It's great. But also, Hunter runs the podcast network, so you can even tell him there that he's wrong about the ice cream. I'm the czar, baby. You have a lot of spaces in which to air your grievances. Oh, I'm sorry. Did you think the czar is going to take your criticisms lightly? I'm the czar. Do you understand the power at my fingertips? I'm basically Thanos. More like a loser. Ooh, that's good. Does that sting? More like a Windsor. (laughs) What? Windsor. What? Windsor. Goodbye. <laughs> Thanks for listening to the winner of this debate. <laughs> Me. And you didn't even do And it. also Allison, who was here also, and she was wrong. You didn't even do a single Elvis impression. You just did oh, your no. coked out Tasmanian devil, which is yeah. such a weird bit. Alright, that's probably all we can afford to do. Bye. Bye. That's, honestly, like, I know we already covered all this, but the Devil in Disguise thing is so good. Yeah. Oh, man, did you listen long enough that they had, like, some fucking pop re-recording of, oh, what was it? Oh, it was some Elvis song. What was it? Uh, It's A-Teens performing Can't Help Falling in Love, and it came on, and Chris and I are both like, oh, no, oh, no, what? Oh, no, that sounds oh. bad. The A-Teens? Yep. Like... The A team, but they're teenagers. I, I would watch that. It's A. Uh, Hi, it's me. A asterisk Thir- teens. Hi, it's me, thirteen-year-old B. A. Baracus. If you can find them and you can afford to hire them, maybe you can get the A team. Ticka 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 ticka. That's the sound of a machine gun, but done with a teenage voice. Ticka 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 ticka. Okay. A teens. <laughs>